Conversation. I'm Heil Russell. And I'm Gibbon. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Because you asked me it's first. It's nice and warm, finally. It's, uh, it's alright. It's alright here. Everything's just alright. <laughs> uh, but on this episode of The Conversation, we are touching upon something rather touchy. Uh, so, <laughs> the recent theatrical misadventures of Donkey Kong and Mario and Cranky Kong and Peach mm-hmm. and the rest. Mm-hmm. It's cast some light once again on a subject that crops up every few years. Although it's it hasn't really been litigated Quite as much, I would say, in the last 13 years as it used to be. And yeah. it, it, it's it's actually, I think, a subject that a lot of old-time fans, such as ourselves, like the, the ones mm. who have been around for a while, whether that's been on the ground floor of Donkey Kong Country or even earlier, it's one that we are quite familiar with. We all bear the psychic scars of <laughs> arguing this online at one point or another. And it deals with the uh, the Kong family. It, it is a matter of family. Because, well, now that the Super Mario Brothers movie is available in digital storefronts, we will be a bit looser here on the conversation and at DK Vine in general with talking about spoilers for the movies or plot points that weren't revealed prior to the movie being released. And this particular issue was actually released in some promotional materials ahead of the movie's premiere in April, but... We'll we'll get into a little bit more about how the movie deals with it and how it's kind of a central crux of the, I I guess, dramatic arc, if you can call anything in this movie dramatic, of Donkey Kong. Because we're talking about the relationship between Cranky Kong and Donkey Kong, which the movie defined as being that of father and son. And... This is a hugely controversial issue. It really shouldn't be as controversial as it is. Uh, I I don't don't think it's very controversial among older fans. But obviously everyone has their opinions and feelings on this subject. And we will do our best to represent all sides of the argument fairly. Uh, We'll use the winds of history... And, and put them against our sails and let it buoy us across these turbulent waters. Because just at the outset, w- when discussing, wait, is Cranky Kong Donkey Kong's father or grandfather? You know, you and I, 
And, and honestly, I, I think the entire DK Vine staff, I haven't really done a head count of the entire Idaho crew, but I would say we're all in agreement when it comes to this, right? So we like there, there is no interstaff arguments when it comes to whether mm-hmm. or not, uh, well, w- what their actual relationship is. But it is something that I was surprised to see crop up in various like online postings and musings and debates and and this movie has kind of angered some people for quote-unquote retconning the parentage of donkey kong when really the movie didn't retcon anything because the retcon happened long long ago (laughs) it's 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 a long twisting narrative that we're gonna get into and the retcon might be not what you're expecting dear listener (laughs) Well, well we'll get into everything and I do want to also address, before we launch into everything, that this episode is titled, It's All Relative, Cranky Kong and Donkey Kong. And back in the No Hoper Bend first season of The Conversation, we did do an episode entitled, It's All Relative 2013, which was intended as a then-modern update on a vintage DK Vine feature from October 1st, 1999. Oh, so this is the 10-year anniversary of the update. We'll, we'll, we'll say that, sure. So that episode <laughs> that we did was a cursory overlook of how the Kongs related to each other, right? Or how they did not relate to each other in, in some mm-hmm. circumstances, like in the, in the familial sense. Um, it was done in the slapdash style of our first season, not up to our current standards when it comes to this podcast. And, you know, like I said, seeing some of the reactions to this particular plot point in the movie inspired me to revive the It's All Relative branding as a recurring episode type of the conversation, not only for the Kongs, but perhaps for other characters Mm. throughout the Donkey Kong universe. Because there's a lot that can be said, not only for, say, Dixie Kong's family, or mm. Banjo's family, or the Winky Bunions. Oh, where'd that other sister go? Uh, there, there's, there's a lot to be said for you know all of those, and it's more than be said than in just one shit episode from our absolute <laughs> worst year of the podcast. So why not make this a a new dedicated deep dive that we're known to do? So welcome to the first. It's all relative. Colon edition. And this is, of mm. course, colon, Cranky Kong, and Donkey Kong. What is the canonical familial relationship between the bearded patriarch of the Kongs and the modern Donkey Kong? We're going to get into it here. But f- mm-hmm. before we do, I would like to plug a couple of things, as I'm known to do. We, DK Vine, are, of course, on Patreon. And I've long lauded the Patreon as the way DK Vine stays afloat financially. It, it is how we keep going month to month. We would not be able to survive without the Patreon. But, you know, I'm done just surviving. I want to be thriving, Gibbon. And I've, I've crunched the numbers. And, you know, this is discounting any other potential revenue streams, such as, like, being a Twitch affiliate or you know t-shirt sales yeah if or we, our illegal backroom deals yeah right right when microsoft dumps up that 
you know, truck full of cash for talking nice about Sea of Thieves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get us to $2,000 a month on our Patreon. And I can not only devote all of my energies to DK Vine Monday through Friday, but I can also just put in so much investment capital into what we do. You can have so much top shelf Donkey Kong Universe content. Every week could be like E3 week. And that's a lie. I I oversold that just now. Yeah, I was about to say E3 week's really stressful. Can we not do that? Yeah, 25% of an E3 week. Maybe 20%. We'll (laughs) dial back to 20%. But we'll have fun Mm. with it. I mean, it it, it would be a game changer. You know, hey, all I'm Mm -hmm. saying is, you know, if but a fraction, but a dollop of our social media followers, of our conversation audience, gave a dollar a month, we would get there in no time. So that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is, wow, you know, that's actually in reach a little bit. Think of all the Donkey Kong Universe content. DKY.com forward slash Patreon. Of course, we are on Public now, as as Mm -hmm. you're aware. Oh, yeah. The... DK Vine merchandise store has a lot of very fine selections. But I was thinking, you know, what what is the perfect gift for Father's Day, which is coming up? And I think our Congo Customs shirt would be the (laughs) ideal gift for any father figure in your life, or maybe even a grandfather. Whoever, you know, raised you the most. Our Congo Customs shirt, which is out right now at dkvine.com forward slash merchandise is a, a lovely little celebration of the Super Mario Brothers movie and a little bit extra thrown in. And I think any dad would say, this justifies your existence. Thank you, my child. <laughs> Source? Me. But I'm an idiot. We should We should slap a cranky quote on a shirt or something. Put out a shirt that says, I didn't raise you in a barn. <laughs> so, speaking of cranky and raising, you're mm, here. Yeah, yeah. You're here right now because we're going to get into some of the pre-Donkey Kong Country history yeah. of Donkey Kong. And, you know, some people might not know this. They may be more familiar with with you nowadays as a DK Vine staffer, but you actually Mm -hmm. got your start and you still run and maintain a sort of more vintage counterpart to DK Vine, actually designed to be the arcade era counterpart to DK Vine. Because DK Vine, we only, we started Donkey Kong Country, right? We, We acknowledge the arcade history, but we really start when Rare took over the franchise and launched the their own shared universe on the back of Donkey Kong. Well, that's what DK mm-hmm. Vine covers. That's our purview. But you and your friend Milo run yep. DKGirder.com. That is correct. Um, I should probably update that site layout at some point in the near future. You always say that it. when we plug it on these episodes. I always do like, always <laughs> say that. And occasionally I do update it. But... <laughs> Um, I always think I need to update it because I never think it's good enough. You know how it goes. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're in the middle of, of updating DK Vines, well, parts of DK Vines, so I can, I, the the commiseration is there. 
But yeah, DK Gerner, we start at the arcade games and cover that side of things and occasionally overlap with what DK Vine does. These days, it's mostly uh, Pauline's appearances in places because she's got a new lease on life. But there's other stuff as well. We've kind of expanded a little bit to cover more uh, pre-DKU predecessors to other branches of the DKU as well. So I've been kind of compiling like the Pendragon games and the Saberman games to mm-hmm. update the site information on those as well. Interesting. Yeah, that's so check it out if you like things pre-ACM. If you're the more of the cranky Kong, you know, I, I think dkgerter.com mm-hmm. would be his preferred site and it would be your preferred site as well. Check it out. All right, so Cranky Kong and yeah. Donkey Kong. And when we say Donkey Kong, we can sometimes be referred to Cranky Kong. But we <laughs> also might be referred to the current Donkey Kong. So Yeah, we'll try to keep it clear. Right. I, I think we'll we'll probably refer to Cranky Kong as Donkey Kong when we're talking about anything pre-Donkey Kong country. Yeah, maybe, maybe throw a senior in there to contrast the junior. Sure, sure. So there's some discrepancy. Historically, yeah, yeah. there's been some th- historic discrepancies over whether the current Donkey Kong is Cranky Kong's son or grandson. And this does actually tie into another debate, which is kind of a parallel debate. It's a parallel debate, but they're separate debates. And I know a lot of people conflate the two as one and the same. But we're going to have to discuss not. both. We're, we're <laughs> going to have to discuss both because the answer to one sort of solves the other, right? So it, it, the, the question is, the, the secondary question is, um, is the modern Donkey Kong slash the rare Donkey Kong slash super Donkey Kong, however you want to define him, is he in fact a grown-up Donkey Kong Jr. from the arcade era? So, as you said, the answer to one is not necessarily a deal-breaker to the other, but from another point of view, it kind of depends on it. Or, at the very least, it, 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 it's like a domino I, effect. It's like a domino I effect. Mean, mm, mm, mm. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll hash it out. We'll, we'll, go over, we'll go over the facts. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, I, I would say this answer is complicated because it has been historically contradictory depending on which source you pull out and well one of them's contradictory. <laughs> the, the, okay i'll let you talk I'll let you, you gotta talk. let me talk before you start and uh, me like, what <laughs> i look we we are both in agreement here we are of both like minds you know where i stand historically yes, on yes. this so what i'm trying to do is actually try i'm trying to be fair and i am looking at all of the evidence both in the pro and the cons column to what we're about to discuss. Because, like I said, DK Vine's staff, two of which I see in the live stream chat right now. Hi, Cameron. Hi, Dustin. We, we come f- down firmly on the side that Cranky Kong, at the very least, should be considered Donkey Kong's father. We'll, we'll get into the fine print in a little bit, but... We also believe that the modern Donkey Kong is, in fact, an adult Donkey Kong Jr. Or at the very least, most of us believe that that is the only solution that 
makes the most sense. That is the cleanest answer to all of this mm-hmm. because any other take on it would raise far too many questions, most of them dark and sordid. And wait a second, what happened to Donkey Kong Jr.? And so yeah. we'll, 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 we'll parse through all of that. But the I don't want to be shutting down the opinions of fans who might view things differently than we do. Because I do. Okay. But you also <laughs> don't have to run DK Vine and you don't you're not trying to necessarily Hey, I run a decent amount of it. Okay. But the forum's down right now, so That's true. <laughs> it's been really nice, actually. Um <laughs> I I am trying to make DK Vine a welcoming, inviting place for all Donkey Kong fans. And I don't want to say, hey, you know, this is what we believe, so this is what goes. Our way or the highway. That's the way, you know, teenage high would deal with things back when DK Vine first launched. I have matured, and I'm trying to be a better person each day of my life. I look in the mirror and I say, okay, how can I be better than I was yesterday? How can I grow as a human being? And so part of that is trying to sort of unclench my sphincter when it comes to this <laughs> nonsense because this is all just mm. nonsense this is made up you're right stupidity at the end of the day <laughs> it doesn't really matter it doesn't but, yeah it doesn't matter and i want people to come into this series with whatever makes them happy if your personal fanon or headcanon is one thing and we say another that's not us shutting you down that that's just us espousing our opinion and just because we have the microphone just because we have the platform doesn't necessarily mean that our opinions our voice should be weighed any more heavily than yours this is that's true this is a discourse this is a debate that i think will never go away fully even if nintendo comes out and says all right this is the way it's going to be this is this is what we're going with. There's always going to be, but in 1999 it said this, but in 2010 it said this. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. always going to be, depending on when you entered the franchise, where you entered the franchise, it's always going to be one thing or another. So what we are going to do is go over the entire history on this episode. Yeah. And that's going to... Take us back and forth a little bit, but we're going to try to come up with a solution that, or, or at the very least, explain our positioning on this subject, and and maybe that will help you understand where we're coming from, and maybe going over this will help us understand where you, those who disagree with us, are coming from. I can feel you seething right now, <laughs> but... I am... I am taking a deep breath and i'm gonna be diplomatic and civil and enjoy myself while we go over this i feel like once upon a time you would have wanted me to be like this and now that i am it's your worst nightmare <laughs> you 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 can't yeah, we penetrated places a little bit yeah yeah uh, <laughs> why are you a zealot when it comes to this come on uh you have to keep me honest i'm i'm the one who it was running out down the streets in their underpants, screaming about... But they're fashionable red underpants. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. Uh, Y-fronts, in fact. So, 
I, I think, like I said, a lot of it depends on the conditions in which you became a yeah, Donkey Kong fan. Yeah, I, yeah, that's pretty common. I've noticed when talking with this, uh, talking about this with people online, is it really depends when, yeah, they came into the series and what their first impressions and, and what they soaked in as they were getting familiar with things. And, and like everyone else, like us, like them, that sort of sets your initial view in stone. And while you may be able to mold that and change that as you grow and learn, there's always going to be the, the bit that rooted itself in your mind first. So I can totally understand why people might be pretty set in how they think things are. Especially if there's an emotional component to it. So I think it, yeah. it it's worth explaining where I'm coming from, first of all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a story I've told time and again here on The Conversation, but I think it's uh, it, it's worth going over this again because it is essential to this part of the debate. So you know, I was a ground floor Donkey Kong Country kid, as I've said. Uh, I did have Donkey Kong Classics for the Nintendo Entertainment System, which was the combo cartridge that contained the NES versions of Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. And I didn't know the history of Donkey Kong at that point. I didn't know that it came first. I didn't know that's where Mario made his debut was Jumpman. Super Mario Brothers was my introduction to Mario. So I I didn't know any of that at the time, but I loved apes. I loved monkeys. That was something that was just part of me since I saw my first gorilla or or monkey Mm -hmm. you know i was like i i have an affinity with these creatures and so to have a game uh with mario in it that had gorillas i was like this is cool i've got to get this and it was on sale at i think kb toys so i bought it remember kb toys in the mall toys yeah yeah it's not as good as toys r us but you know it was a pretty good toy store for uh, a mall chain, but it's where I got all my Ninja Turtles toys. I got Donkey Kong Classics, and I loved Donkey Kong Junior. Uh, the, the original, oh, yeah. the original Donkey Kong was okay, but Donkey Kong Junior, I thought it was so cool that you could play as the gorilla, as the hero, because so often you would see them, you know, as, as villains. I mean, this is also why I liked playing as george in rampage uh, mm-hmm. you got to be the 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 king kong uh passage yep. so I'm right there with you i love donkey kong jr uh out of the two that was definitely my favorite and also it seemed to take place in a jungle and it was just like yeah this is this is more up my alley as it were and so then Donkey Kong Jr. was my main in Super Mario Kart back when I rented it in 1993. Like, I, I couldn't play as anybody else because I was like, how cool is it? I was gobsmacked that they brought Donkey Kong Jr. back because this was during that period of Donkey Kong history where Donkey Kong wasn't really referenced. And to prove my point, I didn't know what Donkey Kong was. I was, <laughs> I was a Nintendo kid who... You know, had an NES. Uh, you know, it was a relatively late adopter considering I got it in the late 80s. But still, you know, it, it was before the Super Nintendo came out here. And I 
just fell in love with Mario, but I didn't know anything about Donkey Kong. And it it was just stumbling upon Donkey Kong Classics that was my introduction to it. So to see Donkey Kong Jr. get referenced in a game that was new, a new Mario game, that was just like, oh my god, I this is this is amazing. And then I explained to my friends who Donkey Kong Jr. was, because at that point I'd somehow procured the knowledge of of the the backstory here. But when I first heard about Donkey Kong Country, when I first saw that commercial that they started airing in early November 1994, and it said mm-hmm. it would partner Donkey Kong with a new character named Diddy Kong, you know, I was angry. I, I was angry, which is hilarious now because, of course, Diddy Kong is <laughs> little my... Little did little Heil know. Yeah, Diddy Kong is my all-time favorite character, but I thought they were ignoring Donkey Kong Jr. for no reason. And Donkey Kong Jr., as I, as I established, I had an affinity with him, right? So I rented Donkey Kong Country from Blockbuster right after it came out. And when I was being driven home, I was reading the instruction manual, yada, yada, yada. I've told this story so many times. But stumbling upon the little factoid in the story that Cranky Kong, because he's flipping through it, you were seeing this old man pop up everywhere. I was like, who the hell is this? What, what, what is this? This is weird. An old man is shouting at me in my, the instruction manual to this game. But then reading the uh, story, it was a dark and stormy night. It said that he was the original Donkey Kong. And it was like a light bulb going off in my brain. I was like, if this is the original Donkey Kong, that must mean that this Donkey Kong in Donkey Kong Country is a grown-up Donkey Kong Jr. That's so cool! I get to play as an adult Donkey Kong Jr. To my brain, that was the simplest leap to make. Junior's absent because he's not absent, because it's his game. And... I, I think that's why my opinion on this has been unshakable for 29 years. Even if I will admit the Donkey Kong Country games have never come out and said, yes, Donkey Kong is an adult Donkey Kong Jr. That is the actual backstory. We'll, we'll get into you some know, of the ways. I suppose it is weird that the actual games have never stated that. Maybe Maybe that's the source of a lot of people's confusion because it says it everywhere in supplementary material (laughs) it's been alluded to i feel but only just like they they walk up to that line but they never completely cross it there's probably a very good reason that they've never come out and said it especially back then which we'll discuss Uh, i i feel i feel like this is sort of the rosetta stone towards deciphering why this is such a confounding matter the the exact reason why it was never addressed in Donkey Kong Country but um, I, I do want to say I don't begrudge anyone who didn't have that same experience that I did because maybe you came into Donkey Kong later via Donkey Kong Country Returns or being introduced to Donkey Kong or, or this cast via some Mario side games where Junior did appear as late as 2000's Mario Tennis um, and, and you know, Game & Watch Gallery 4 and what have you in mm-hmm. 2003. But, you know, so to you, this issue isn't as emotional 
uh, and as rooted in childhood nostalgia as it was to me. And maybe you think that Donkey Kong Jr. as a character is unique enough of a take that you don't want him merged into the current Donkey Kong because you feel like you would be losing something. So, because I'm a lore and a world-building nut. So, that's where I'm coming from. And I know others, other fans out there, tend to think of things in different terms. Like, I really like this character's design. I really like the totemic cartoon qualities of this character the way they are first and foremost whereas you know i will look at something like tiny kong getting a growth spurt and becoming a teenager who towers over dixie kong and i'm like that's delightful i love that yeah that's that's a little bit of both ironically my favorite design for junior is one where he showed up on a cereal box (laughs) with a new look and then never had that again yeah um but yeah, just for a, a brief summation of my history is with the characters, um, I didn't actually have any Nintendo systems until after the N64 came out, um, but I was still exposed to Donkey Kong because one of my earliest games was Donkey Kong for the Atari 2600. Um, and then my friend, later boyfriend, had a Super Nintendo and we would play the Donkey Kong Country games together doing co-op mode. And so those were some of the first, like, actually playing on a Nintendo console games I got to play uh, on that system. Uh, And then when I finally did get a Super Nintendo, it was a Donkey Kong Country bundle. And when I finally did get a Nintendo 64, it was the Donkey Kong 64 bundle. Um, And I, I too, had an affinity with gorillas and primates. I've mentioned before that my mother... Uh, is a uh, physical anthropologist and worked at a primate center when I was a young child. Um, So I got to go see uh, monkeys and apes and stuff in person uh, somewhat regularly. So we we always loved the like, oh, hey, you get to play as a gorilla in this one games in our house. Uh, I had to uh, fight for playtime on the Super Nintendo with Donkey Kong Country with my mother. (laughs) So runs in the family. But yeah, yeah, uh, it was, it was, I don't remember quite if I had the same sort of epiphany. I remember thinking that the cranky speaking to the fourth wall in the manual was sort of the same type of language as the footnotes in the, the Discworld books, which was very, very good and very humorous, very British. Um, but yeah, it just, it was very self-evident that like, oh, Cranky is Donkey Kong Sr., so Donkey Kong must be Donkey Kong Jr. And I don't remember if I read that somewhere or I just reasoned it out, but it's just, yeah, that's, that's, I knew that. It was, it was, that was how it was. And I saw nothing to contradict that. And just as I absorbed more ancillary media uh, over the years, it's just reinforced that. Like, I don't, there's not really been anything to contradict that. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I, I like I I will admit that my faith was w- was shook a few times just just because they never came out and said it, so I was always worried they would well, somehow negate I, it. So I'm I'm very much a mixed media person. Like I I spoke a while on back on a different podcast about the original Super Mario Bros movie and how that was just 
the next Mario thing. Like, it wasn't separate from the games in my mind. So, of course, yeah, this counts. This is real. This explains things. Why wouldn't it? Like, yeah, I read this book, and then the next thing in this series is a video game, and the next thing after that is a movie, and they're all part of the same continuity. Why wouldn't they be? So I think if you view, like, one... If you view the Donkey Kong games as being, like, the primary source of media and nothing and everything else being sort of secondary, sure, I could see the, like, well, they never say it in the games being an issue. Mm. But, I don't know, coming from, like, the perspective of, of a Doctor Who nut that I am, where we've had the television show and the books and the radio dramas and stuff where the television show is actually probably the form of media that has the least amount of entries in it, which is saying something because it's been going for over like 60 years at this point. Um, there's way more radio drama and novels and whatnot, and they all contribute to the lore just as much, if not more so, than the television show does. So it's just kind of weird personally to go, okay, this is the form of media that matters, and if it's said somewhere else, it doesn't necessarily count. <laughs> yeah, whereas, you know, I am I am very much with Donkey Kong, ironically, coming at it from a completely different perspective, where I'm like, no, the games are canon, everything else is rubbish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I, 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 I try to be understanding of other people's entry points in the series, and that's why, you know, I... I don't want to really pour salt in anybody's wounds here. I don't want to rain on anybody's parade or, you know, spit in their cereal here. However you want, whatever vile act it is, mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't want to do it because I want DK Vine to be a friendly, welcoming place for all Donkey Kong fans. Even if you don't agree with the takes of the staff, because you know, your introduction could have been Donkey Kong Country or the arcade games or the Donkey Kong Country cartoon or Rare Shared Universe or the Mario side of things. We'll never agree. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll never agree on anything because there's so many entry points that yeah. are at odds with each other. But, you know, just because I'm editor-in-chief of Donkey Kong Journalism... This is not me necessarily pushing my opinions or your opinions um, onto people and sort of trying to get other people's out of the discussion. Because this yeah. is this is a topic that's gone back and forth between different sources over the years. And um, I, I think that's due to the nature, like like I said, the nature of how this all came about, of how the character of Cranky Kong came about behind the scenes, the character of Diddy Kong. And, you know, it, it, it does tie into Don Kong Jr. as well. I, I would say, I would argue, actually, uh, despite what you said that doesn't really matter, Jr. is actually the crux for all of this. The, the sort of origin point for why we have a cranky kong for why i a i guess a cranky you kong are, as we know him as yeah kong. that's true yeah. that's correct yeah. um 
Yeah, so why don't why don't we start getting into that, I guess? Yeah, well, before I mean, we're going to have to get into the pre-country history yeah, a little bit, yeah, which is pre- pretty much why you're here because I would be like, "Er, uh, uh, <laughs> girders." Uh, and but you you yeah. can probably be more eloquent when it comes to all of this than I can. We need to get into the history of Donkey Kong Senior. Yeah. i.e. the original Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah, so so in the beginning, there was Popeye. <laughs> oh, um, God. <laughs> I, I poured myself a drink. Um, I didn't know we were going to go that far back. Oh, I'm, I'm going to skim this bit. We'll, we'll skim through this first bit. We'll, we'll speed run this. So you had Nintendo uh, trying to make a Popeye game, and they couldn't secure the license, or it fell through, or whatever. And so they changed the characters to... Uh, from Popeye and Olive Oil and Bluto to Mario and Pauline and Donkey Kong, as they were eventually known. And it came out, and it was one of the games of that era that literally made the nation run out of quarters. They had to start minting them in higher volume because arcade games were the new thing, and they were just eating money, taking it out of circulation. Um, I think Pac-Man also contributed that. Um, and then uh, Nintendo also had the Game & Watch line of handhelds. And uh, of course they were going to make Donkey Kong for the Game & Watch as well. But the thing about the Game & Watch handhelds is they were a game and they were also a watch. They had a little uh, time functionality. Uh, they ran on watch batteries and they had watch functionality in them. So you could... Um, set a clock and you could set an alarm to go off um to make sure like you weren't playing too long or to let you know if a, a time had elapsed or something can, can i and just clarify e- for the younger listeners out there this is before everybody carried a phone in their pocket that has a clock in it so people oh god we have to specify that don't we people would tend to wear watches as more than just a fashion statement it would actually serve a purpose of oh this is what time it is yeah. Um, so this might be your only way of telling what time it was on the go. Unless you can, you know, judge it by the sun, the position of the yeah. sun. Yeah, something like that. Um, the neat thing about all these Game & Watch games is that the timer was diegetic to the game. So they'd often be in the form of little characters with, like, a bell in hand that would ring the bell when the alarm was going off. And in the case of Donkey Kong's um, dual-screen adaptation this alarm ringing character was a little guy called mini kong in the instruction manual not not like mini mouse but mini as in tiny not as yeah. in tiny kong as in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a mini kong miniature yes um, a miniature kong and he was a little uh child-sized ape with a a old like town crier bell in hand um, and, uh, this was the kind of genesis of what would eventually become Donkey Kong Jr., uh, not even a full year later when that game came out in arcade. Um, and this was not the first or last time that Nintendo would sort of test drive a concept on the Game & Watch before putting it out on their larger uh, platform, which was the arcades at the time, and later would be the home consoles. Uh, they did this with Donkey Kong 3 as well, where the basic concept and Stanley debuting Greenhouse 
and then less than a year later, Donkey Kong 3 proper happened. So uh, DK Jr. also kind of got his start in this way. Um, but yeah, we get Donkey Kong Jr. for the arcade, and uh, it's Donkey Kong Sr. and Donkey Kong Jr. Uh, right off the bat, the familial relationship is really clear-cut and dry. It's father and son. It's in all of the marketing, all of the television commercials, uh, on the cab art, Come Save Your Papa. And yeah, like you said, it's cool. You're playing as the gorilla. It's awesome. Everything is hunky-dory. I, I um, you know, obviously never saw it contemporary when it aired, because... Oh, yeah, but before the, I was born. There, there was this <laughs> commercial uh, that I've seen on YouTube where it, they have uh, an actor playing Mario or what they thought Mario looked like based on the available uh, sprites and art assets. Mm-hmm. And he, he was antagonizing Junior as Junior was walking up this, like climbing up this recreation of a Dunk Young Junior stage. And um, terrifying. Yeah, I kind of miss that old rubber hose villain Mario design. He looked kind of like Waluigi, actually. A little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just cracks me up how we've softened the edges of Mario so much in the well, last... Well, his design, he's still an asshole. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, in the last 40 years, just like, he he, he was always, like, I, I, I would say, like, they really didn't stop softening him until probably the aughts. Like the um, mm, the early aughts yeah. around the time of sunshine, um, but yeah, they've they've definitely made him. I think yeah, I think uh, Smash is actually what made them start kind of roughing up the edges again. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, Junior, um, kind of a regular, appeared with Donkey Kong uh, in various camo cam camo cameo spots, like in the background of uh, Punch-Out, you can see Donkey Kong Sr. and Jr. in the crowd and stuff like that. Um, he was almost in Donkey Kong 3. Uh, if if you go and look at the sprite data on the arcade machine, uh, they made new sprites for Donkey Kong Jr. Um, he was going to like climb up and down the vines and, I don't know, harass the bees or something. We're not entirely clear what he was going to do. They didn't add him in the end. But yeah, he was around... Um, when Nintendo was licensing out properties willy-nilly around that time, uh, Junior was one of the licenses that got farmed out. So he got his own show uh, in the Saturday Supercade block, um, separate from his father, where he was basically Scrappy-Doo and went around with a not-shaggy. Um, this was done by the same production company as Scooby-Doo, so there was a lot of reuse of assets um, in fact, Mario and Pauline went around in a uh, paint-over of the Mystery Machine. It was kind of great. And people say that Diddy Kong is a Scrappy-Doo. Oh, if only they knew. Uh, Junior was very much a Scrappy. He went around with his uh, human friend, Bones. Uh, they rode around on a motorcycle, and Junior was looking for Donkey Kong because Donkey Kong uh, had been taken in by a circus and then escaped, as seen over in his own adventures in his own uh, segments of the show. Um, and we actually got to meet a lot of other Kongs in the junior segments as he would hear a Kong was terrorizing someplace and then show up and it's like, oh, you're not dad, you're Uncle Julius, uh, actual character from one episode. (laughs) Um, 
And then, yeah, there were activity books and stuff. There was a breakfast cereal, like I mentioned, where he's got a really nice redesign. He's wearing a red jersey with a stylized J on it. It's actually very similar to what Diddy's wearing in the new movie, come to think of it. Mm. Um, this design was never seen again. Um, if, if you know where I can get an animation cell from that uh, commercial, I will pay handsomely for it. Um... But yeah, uh, it was is pretty clear that DK and Junior were established characters that everybody knew about. Father and son, very clear and dry. Um, and then, as you mentioned, uh, that all stopped. <laughs> they stopped uh, putting those two forefront as Mario kind of took over the platforming genre. Uh, but they got occasional sojourns, as we uh, talked about a little bit. There was a uh, Super Mario Kart where Junior got to return in a big way, or a heavyweight way, I guess. And then in 1994, we got the big revival and redesigns. Right, which most people think you're talking about Donkey Kong Country. You are, in fact, talking about Donkey Kong 94. Well, which... I'm talking about both of them because it was a it was a joint project. Like, these redesigns were done for Donkey Kong the brand, and they were used for both DK94 and Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, I mean, Donkey Kong 94, which came out several months before Donkey Kong Country, sort sort of, you know, like I said, Donkey Kong had fallen out of the public mind, and younger gamers had no inkling of who Donkey Kong was. Yeah. So this was very much a give people a frame of reference for the upcoming Donkey right, Kong Country. Right. And what Donkey Kong 94 also did in in some respect was create sort of a split timeline for 9 years and I don't mean a split continuity so much, but it created Yeah, this isn't a Zelda discussion. Yeah, it created two concurrent takes on Donkey Kong that would coexist up until 2003 one on the arcade side of the timeline and one on the country side of the timeline Donkey Kong 94 redesigned the characters of senior and junior and these would become their standard de facto looks across various games like the game and watch gallery series mario's mm-hmm. tennis and on the virtual boy on the virtual boy and mario tennis for junior on the N64. Now things would get a bit more complicated when Miyamoto decided to use Rare's Donkey Kong or Super Donkey Kong as he called him in Mario Kart 64, sort of tapping into the insane popularity of that take on Donkey Kong at the time, which would then sort of be the prelude to him appearing as a regular in Mario side games. Uh beginning on a regular basis with Mario Party in late 1998 in Japan, early 1999 outside of Japan. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the the arcade iterations would still appear from time to time, but usually in lower budget games, things with uh, probably less eyeballs on them. They'd still be around just under the surface in these Mm -hmm. side, like, handheld games for the most part. So, the Donkey Kong Country redesigns, of course, uh, done in concert with Kev Bayless. Uh, so, sort of that, you know, v- very 
famous back and forth between Miyamoto and Kev Bayless at Rare, um, yeah. hashing out what the modern Donkey Kong would look like, and um, two 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 sides of the extreme, right? You get the very um, sort sort of traditional Miyamoto take. You've got the Battle Toads as Kev Bayless take. They met in the mm-hmm. middle, and I think that was for the best on both sides. Yeah, but it turned out well. Uh, the Donkey Kong Country redesigns weren't originally intended to advance the timeline or age up the characters in any significant way. In the early days of Donkey Kong Country's development, Cranky Kong was not Cranky Kong. He was Grandpa Kong, the actual grandfather to the arcade Donkey Kong. And Donkey Kong would be teaming up with his son, Donkey Kong Jr., and we know this because... Was it actually his son, or was it a, like, this is, we're not allowed to have characters canonically having sex, so, like, they've got a kid, but they just sort of appeared out of the ether one day? I mean, son. It, it, it was the same junior. Like, if there was yeah. going to be any light retconning... Just, I was watching a movie marathon the other day of the old Tarzan films, and you had Tarzan and Jane and Boy, and Boy just sort of appears one day. Tarzan and Jane weren't sleeping together or anything. They did, Boy just showed up, and they took him in. <laughs> so, you know... I'm just kind of wondering if Nintendo of the time was doing that sort of sanitized family expansion version of things. Yeah, the the two fit toned people wearing loincloths living in a treehouse <laughs> aren't sleeping together. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, well, we, we know they eventually did that with the Koopalines, right? Like, oh, they're not Bowser's children. They're just these people. Yeah, talking of retcons. It's like, no, um, Bowser is a fucking machine. He's a fucking machine. He he sleeps around. He's got he's got Bowser Jr. The Koopalines. He's got the 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 Koopa kids from Mario Party. Remember them? There's at least seven of those. There's there's one manga where he meets the Koopalings for the first time, and he's like, "Oh God, I have no idea who the mother could be." <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I picture it in my head, canon too. Like he's just. <laughs> He's just going over women he knows, and it's like, was it her? Was it her? And it's like, oh god, Bowser. How expensive is birth control in the dark realm? Like, come on, Bowser. <laughs> uh, so, you know, th- this was supposed to be the same junior. Whether or not, you know, Miyamoto or anyone at Nintendo would have eventually said, no, Donkey Kong doesn't have sex. You know, that that's uh, an unknown f- potential hurdle in this alternate timeline's future. But this would have been Donkey Kong Jr. from Donkey Kong Jr. and Donkey Kong Jr. Math and Super Mario Kart. But Mm -hmm. they redesigned him. They had this great idea for a Donkey Kong Jr. design, which, speaking of a red jersey with a J on it... Yeah, now that you mention it. It's basically Diddy Kong's design. Even has the blue eyes that Diddy would adopt in Diddy Kong racing through uh, the buyout. But it, I, I, I looking at this design, I've said in the past that, you know, they, they re reconceptualized Donkey Kong Jr. as a monkey, but I don't think he's a monkey because I don't see a tail, 
but he's far lankier, not lanky Kong, but he's just far, far more like monkey proportion, maybe like a chimpanzee, but I don't see a tail. So, you know, he could just plausibly still be a gorilla, but he's basically recognizably Diddy Kong sans tail and with a J on his shirt. This is before they came up with the stars and the Nintendo and the hat, but recognizably Diddy Kong, but it's Donkey Kong Jr. And this was shared by Greg Mails uh, on social media several years ago, which is how we been able to see it. And it just just mind-blowing at the time. But the character of Grandpa Kong, on the other hand, is not a cantankerous old coot who, you know, shakes his fist at what video games have become. No, he's a friendly, wizened old man who's got completely white fur all over. Uh, Still very much gorilla proportioned as well. Gorilla proportioned. He's not frail in any sort of sense. Uh, he's got a cane, but and he's got, got, the, got the white beard, but other than that, he's just a burly gorilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, th- this was the original idea for the characters. Arcade Donkey Kong, his son Junior, who's now wearing... Uh, a J jersey and a red hat and uh, Grandpa Kong, you know. Yeah. So. And all of them have eyes that don't look in the same direction. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they're all a little bit uh, wonky, uh, wonky Kongs here. But Rare yeah. really liked their design for Junior. I mean, they really felt like they were on to something here. And, and they were, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Nintendo felt that it was a bit too radical of a reinvention for Junior, and they gave the Rare an ultimatum. They said, either revert Junior to something closer to his original appearance, or make him a completely separate character from Junior. Believing, as we would later find out absolutely correctly, that the design... Yeah would fit their more contemporary take on Donkey Kong's world and would perhaps be a breakout character, they stuck to their guns and opted for the latter. They decided to make him a separate character, a monkey, Diddy Kong, who at the time was portrayed as this idealistic young kid who looked up to Donkey Kong. So, of course, this would then naturally raise the question, well, if this young kid is hanging around Donkey Kong, where the hell is his son? This is the same, the mm-hmm. same question I thought when I saw that Donkey Kong Country commercial. Hey, wait a second. Donkey Kong has a son. Who is this Joker coming around? And, you know, we, given that unused dialogue still exists for Grandpa Kong in the game's data... This might have been a relatively late shift, all things considered. But they did stumble upon a delicious solution to all of this. (laughs) Is, well, what if we age up the characters to just skirt around the issue entirely? Nintendo doesn't want us to reinvent Donkey Kong Jr. Well, what if we make Grandpa Kong the original Donkey Kong? 
And then and that, I guess... Miyamoto loved that, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you think they would have a problem with this if they had a problem with the other thing, but no, apparently. So I, I guess one thing sort of like led to another, as good ideas often do in a collaborative setting where what mm-hmm. one, one new breakthrough leads to another, and they realized, what if we turn Grandpa Kong into a bitter old man who's been forced into retirement? Hence cranky and then really the whole language and sense of humor of not only donkey on country but rare's eventual shared universe would really just yeah really informed the whole this ain't your dad's donkey kong attitude they had with the marketing and whatnot and and that and just the way they would treat like all of their characters like their primary the primary franchises in the dku their own relationship with we know we're in video games. Like all, we're all aware. We're like this is mm-hmm. this is going to be the language we use when telling these stories. So, Cranky's origins as Grandpa really do remain in the DNA of Donkey Kong Country and found their way into the storyline because he was still presented as Donkey Kong's grandfather, even though, as we've already stated. The logic would dictate that if you simply aged up the characters a generation, the current Donkey Kong would be an adult DK Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, this, this whole mess started because Nintendo didn't want the Diddy Kong design used for Donkey Kong Jr., but they were okay with the original DK being radically reinvented into a crotchety elder. Uh, my my take on this, and of course I wasn't there, I, I don't know, but... I think it's like viewing it from Nintendo's perspective and not my own or not Rare's. I I think it's because there's still a Donkey Kong running around, right? There's still a character identified as Donkey Kong. If you're saying Cranky Kong is the original DK, um, you still got a Donkey Kong who can still serve that some same purpose if push comes to shove and the pushing and shoving would later be the Mario versus Donkey Kong series. Anytime Smash wants to play up that historic rivalry, you know, mm-hmm. they can have the modern Donkey Kong sort of fill that role if need be. You're not losing yeah. an IP, you're not losing the brand of that character, even though you want to take him in these new directions. But Diddy Kong doesn't really one to one fit the absence of a Donkey Kong Jr. So Rare basically left the issue of Junior unaddressed for this very reason. And they would never really address it in the games. Although, like we said, there are plenty of homages to Donkey Kong Jr. when appropriate. Yeah, I think sort of the the tone they went for and the age up and stuff... Um, I'm, I'm going to draw a parallel to Dragon Ball for a second, because the tone is very Toriyama, where you're capable of having a serious story going on, but also sort of having fourth wall breaking gag humor. Um, but also, Dragon Ball also did the age up thing, where Goku went from being a cuddly little kid to a full grown adult after a time skip, and you've got sort of the Master Roshi character in, in Cranky Kong and stuff like that. So it just sort of puts me in the mind of, like, this was a not uncommon in, in mainstream Japanese kids' media at the time. So it didn't exactly come out of nowhere, um, which is probably one of the reasons Miyamoto was so receptive to it, I would imagine. Cameron actually said a while ago in the chat, suddenly Ooh. wondering if there are 
kid Goku purist in Dragon Ball? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this whole this whole hey, we don't want Junior redesigned like this. Uh, you need to do something about it. Uh, ended up causing a massive, massive de- controversy, though. Or should that be controversy? Uh, um, yeah, no. But we... not that anyone knew it at the time. So this is just sort of the beginning. But um, from this era, they were they were very much playing into the this is junior grown up already. Like um, the uh, there was a Mario manga. Speaking of manga, uh, running in Comic Bomb Bomb at the time. I don't actually know if that's still running. Um, but they were adapting the games, and they uh, to be on top of things. Adapted DK ninety four and Donkey Kong Country in one sort of contiguous two-part arc over the course of about a year starting around when DK94 came out and going through the end of the year when DKC came out and going in to about halfway through the next year. And so it starts out with um, uh, a bit of a flashback of the Mario Brothers meeting Pauline and coming across their circus and getting caught up with Junior Um and Donkey Kong Sr. Uh, kidnapping Pauline and taking them all back to his island and shenanigans ensuing there. Um, they actually represented the helpful monkey characters from DK94 that are not antagonistic to Mario in that manga. Um, and then you have the Mario Brothers back in the present coming across... Uh, Super Donkey Kong, who is explicitly a grown-up junior and being asked to come help out with the current threat against the Kremlings. And you have a bit of a, a in-between design thing going on here because you have Super Donkey Kong uh, presented as he is in Donkey Kong Country as the grown-up junior, but then you have Cranky looking more like the Grandpa Kong design from the original document, where he's got a cane, but he's still big and bulky, and he's just covered in gray fur. So he hasn't quite shrunk yet. So, like, if you're like me, and you take all things as being of equal kinicity, uh, I'd, I'd put this, you know, between the uh, between DK94 and DKC. This is an in-between adventure. We're in a transition stage for the characters. Um, but they also had, um, to be a, a crotchety old man for Diddy, one of the, uh, helper monkeys from DK94 now aged up into an old grandpa. So maybe, maybe we bring him up on a later It's Relative episode. Um, (laughs) um, but yeah, so they, that was like a very explicit this was the manga that was running for Mario at the time, telling the story of DK94 and Donkey Kong Country, and just being really upfront. Yeah, this is Junior. He's grown up now. Uh, he's big and strong. He's flexing for people. Um, they even showed what happened to Pauline. She is now the owner of Donkey Kong Island and keeps people from developing there, at least keeping them from developing there legally. Obviously, the Kremlings do not care about her land rights. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, so this was very much like, uh, I know some people have said online that like, oh, this is just like an NOE thing, uh, and are very much of the opinion, like 
it's it's a common opinion that like oh whatever Nintendo of Japan says is objectively correct and canon and we can kind of ignore localizations which is of course ignoring the fact that Donkey Kong Country was made in Europe first right but also just kind of that's not how any of this works and and I I often point to like well this is the manga that NOJ approved and was out in Japan that says this thing you're arguing against uh but then we get into the like well that's a manga and only the games count and and the goalposts keep moving right and uh, I, I, I often felt like maybe not so much nowadays when sort of the language barriers are more easily broken down and you know we're actually like communicating with fans in japan on the regular these days but back maybe 20 years ago people would always pull out that canard of like well this is what they believe in japan and this is canon without much in the way of evidence just like i'm gonna shut down this argument by pulling out the japan canon is like overriding any localization even if the game was made outside of japan it's just like and like i I can understand where that came from because there was a period in time where localization would just make shit up kind of famously with like the early Metal Gear games and stuff. Or or change Um, the names of characters for potential legal reasons like legal reasons are just uh, like making them more palatable or easy to pronounce or just things like that. But they very much weren't doing that anymore by the time of Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, and so, Donkey Kong Country was a collaboration, you know? Yeah, so, very much a collaboration. But again, like, that information wasn't readily available to everybody. So, yeah, I can definitely see where opinions were formed back in the olden days. Um, But yeah, like, this was, this was just kind of information that was out there. Um... So yeah, we we had Cranky as an aged Donkey Kong Sr. We had Super Donkey Kong as an aged up Donkey Kong Jr. Um, but then you have the issue of, again, yeah, that holdover from Grandpa Kong and mm. Donkey Kong and Jr. Yeah. Of Cranky is his grandfather. So that's that's where the controversy begins. Because people are suddenly questioning, wait... Why is there a gap there now? <laughs> right. And, and, you know, th- this was like sort of everywhere in the Donkey Kong Country game and marketing at like the Donkey Kong Country Exposed video, the VHS. Um, yeah. They do say that Cranky is DK Sr. Um, so, you know, like th- that was already out there. I mean, I can remember a time 20 years ago when people were openly calling that into question. Oh, like post buyout where people were saying like, oh, oh well, now God. Nintendo's going to go back on that. That's not canon anymore. And uh, thankfully we're past. I think I think we're past that now. I think people have. I, I think that up. stemmed from one instance of talking about things where it said something like the original arcade game starred this one's ancestor and didn't say grandfather which i think was just kind of a way of getting around the like is he a son or grandson let's just go with with he's descended from that guy but that just caused a whole different shit i i I also just Um, feel like the 
the instance of the buyout gave a lot of fans sort of this blank slate to just imagine how things were going to be uh, on, yeah. on both sides of the, any argument where, oh, Nintendo is just going to steamroll Rare's canon. Oh, no, this is terrible. Or, oh, Nintendo is going to steamroll Rare's canon. This is wonderful. We're going to get uh, one Donkey yeah. Kong again. You know, and it's just like the one Sith. Yeah. So. But but that 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 was like put out there, like without question that Cranky was DK Sr. But like the confusion is just baked into the origins of Cranky being Grandpa Kong, because the game's Mm -hmm. manual, uh, you know, mentioned that. Donkey Kong groggily rolled over to see the familiar, wrinkled, white-bearded, grouchy face of his old granddad, Cranky Kong, peering down at him. Mm-hmm. The instruction manual was written by Nintendo of America's Dan Allison, uh, except for the Cranky Kong text bubble blurbs, which were apparently written or provided by Greg Mails. So oh, excellent work. Yeah. Um, and then of course Lee Loveday would take over the instruction manuals with DKC two. But they sidestepped this issue entirely in Donkey Kong's bio, which read as such The Star, Donkey Kong, the King of Swing, the Thrilla Gorilla, the Prime Primate. It's Donkey Kong. But this is not your father's Donkey Kong. Although he is a relative of the classic arcade character, Country's Donkey Kong is a totally new character with a new look, new moves, and a new attitude. So, calling him a totally new character here, I think also added feel to these fires where all of a sudden, okay, well, if you have Cranky Kong as the granddad and you're saying this is a totally new character that means he's not junior so it must mean he's Mm -hmm. junior's son right that's and that that i think this is really where people would make that leap from the outset Mm. now my problem with this and my problem has always been with this is that him literally being a totally new character would not work with the following bio, which came immediately after, which is Diddy's. Okay, and it says, Introducing Diddy Kong. Although he would never admit it, Diddy Kong is a Donkey Kong wannabe. His ambition in life is to be a video game hero just like the big guy. And although Donkey Kong would never say to Diddy's face, the kid has potential. He's fast agile and has the heart to be a world-class video game hero he just needs a little more experience and of course exposure and so this gets to the heart diddy's lack of a nose is haunting me (laughs) yeah these early renders still had some kinks to work out this gets to the heart of the issue though how can donkey kong of donkey kong country super donkey kong already be a video game hero who Diddy is emulating, who Diddy wants to be just like, if he's a totally new character. Yeah. And the metatextual story, which I feel like is at the heart of Donkey Kong Country, and specifically Diddy Kong's hero arc, 
um, it would break down entirely if Donkey Kong isn't already a video game hero for doing something. So this is one reason why the Donkey Kong is Donkey Kong Jr., why the advocates for that, such as us, always felt so strongly about it, because it's almost essential to Diddy's very existence for Donkey Kong to be a pre-established character. Yeah. It's the whole foundation. It's the whole thing holding up his storyline which takes us through much of the rare era of donkey kong and spawned the entire dku it all hinges upon this one notion that donkey kong was around and doing notable stuff both in universe and as a video game character before donkey kong country and and so that's why i have always hated this little sentence written by Dan Allison because I don't think he was considering what he was saying. And again, this wasn't rare who wrote the Donkey Kong Country instruction manual. This isn't me like discrediting Dan Allison. I think he did a fantastic job with his instruction manual. Um, but it, it's just like this, this confusion with Grandpa Kong that's baked into s- sort of mm-hmm. the, uh, the very code of Donkey Kong Country uh, it, it had a trickle-down effect on a lot of things in this, and in, in this early rollout of Rare's Donkey Kong, and this is it right here. Yeah, so I can see where confusion would arise. Now, everything does state Granddad for Cranky at this time. However... There is in-game text where Cranky Kong states when you visit Cranky's cabin and he's beating Donkey Kong with his cane savagely. (laughs) Cranky says, make sure to shut the gate on your way out. I didn't raise you in a barn. Yeah. So (laughs) even back then, they're going with the grandfather, but he raised him. Right, which so. is overlooked so much, Gibbon. I, I, whenever I bring up this topic, because I have to bring it up, because people are always raising this to me, because they're like, Mr. DK Vine, what's the deal? Is Cranky Kong his dad or his granddad? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm not trying to like hedge my bets and have it both ways, but literally Donkey Kong Country has it both ways where yeah, he, yeah. he's his granddad, but he canonically raised him. And yeah. you know, I like that stays true throughout the entire twenty-nine history, twenty-nine year history of the DKU, basically. I mean, Cranky oh, Kong... Oh, lordy, are we almost 30? Damn. Yep, next year. Uh, Cranky and Wrinkly Kong raised the current Donkey Kong. That is yeah. not in question. That is not a debate to be had. That is in the game. It's stated multiple times throughout the series. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, and, and, and like, if this was just one line of dialogue, you can maybe you know hand wave it away. But it comes back in Donkey Kong Country Returns, and, and Cranky, you know, talks about. Well, we'll we'll get into that a little bit later, but yeah, basically, yeah. I, I don't think you know this can be dismissed. So then, l- l- Devil's Advocate, right? If Junior is the middle generation, and this. Donkey Kong is a totally new character. Well, if Cranky Kong raised him, what happened to Donkey Kong Jr.? Yeah, well, there, um, there's some other stuff from this time period, like the Japanese site for Donkey Kong 94 and Donkey Kong Country states um, in some Japanese that I'm not going to attempt to read on stream at the moment, but it translates to after the release of Donkey Kong for the Game Boy, uh, he, being senior, turned over the Donkey Kong name to his grandchild, um, which would be Super Donkey Kong. So while the presence of a missing generation is up for debate or not, at this point, uh, even Nintendo of Japan is going with, yeah, Cranky is his grandfather, but also there's only two Donkey Kongs. If there is a missing middle generation, their name wasn't Donkey Kong. And therefore, they couldn't be Donkey Kong Jr. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, th- there's this idea, and it's become such a common idea online and in recent years that Donkey Kong, our Donkey Kong, Super Donkey Kong, is Donkey Kong the Third. I see it so many times, Donkey Kong the Third. I'm like, <laughs> that's, yeah. it, 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 it's, I, I understand why people make that leap. I do it like common misconceptions about how the the junior label works thinking it has to be the direct next generation and also just it's an easy assumption to make if you're not kind of looking at the nuance of the situation and you only have a casual understanding of things so yeah I get it yeah now some of the confusion also ties into and and this doesn't help any argument, really, but this ties into the age of Junior yeah. in Donkey Kong Jr., the game, and all of his mm-hmm. appearances sort of in the years after. Because... Well, ju- I think it's... It, well, I he, think the confusion's actually from Mario's age. <laughs> well, Junior has been portrayed... Anywhere from a little baby, oh, I'm just a little baby Donkey Kong Jr., to plausibly a teenager, maybe. Whereas Mario yeah. has been portrayed, you know, as like this dude in his mid fifties, <laughs> you know, and and uh, yeah, it's Mario's somewhat consistent. I think the official byline is that he's like eternally in his twenties or whatever. But like different media's kind of portrayed him differently. We've got, you know, everything from Bob Hoskins, older, <laughs> gruffer Mario, yeah. to, like, the Saturday Supercade, where he was kind of skewed on the younger side and just happened to have a mustache already. So, like, and that can totally happen, especially if you're Italian. Uh, um, and but, it's the early yeah. 80s, you know, um, late 70s, going, early 80s, you know, yeah, pe- yeah. people grow mustaches. Mm-hmm. Going back to some of the Japanese supplementary material... The uh, official guide for DK94, which was part guide, part activity book, part manga, 
um, the manga in the back actually uh, portrays Junior and Mario as being the same age, roughly speaking, and Senior being the older adult figure who has to come in and, and get them out of trouble when they run afoul of some local ruffians because they're out horsing around together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Donk Young Jr., a lot of, like, because he's coded, like, as a baby sometimes. He's coded as a toddler sometimes. And, uh, you know, I, I say, like, there were a few times I was worried Rare was going to steamroll their own canon. When Kitty Kong was announced but not named, when when we just knew that mm. Donk Young Country 3 was going to have a baby Kong yeah. with Dixie. Kitty, Kitty does kind of have the look of an updated junior design, doesn't he? And I, I was wondering if, like, they were going to go back on, like, their their canon and, and retcon Cranky as just this guy. Like, I had this fear in 1996 to show, like, even though I believe this, I knew how fragile everything was, even back yeah. then. Uh, so, you know... But, but like, as I have adapted throughout the years, my understanding of Junior has also evolved. And I don't see him as a little kid anymore. I see him as, like, maybe even a teenager or, or, or some sort of, like, adolescent or, uh, I, I don't know. But I, I don't see him as a Kitty Kong of his era. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, now, of course, as the Donkey Kong Country series would roll on, um, Donkey Kong Country 2 had them double down on, on Cranky being Donkey Kong's grandfather. Like, yeah. as much as we said it was an artifact of Grandpa Kong, it's not like they went back on it yet. They They had the, of course, infamous line, you've rescued that lazy grandson of mine. And dumped K. Roll in his own filthy swamp. Not bad for a novice. Which <laughs> D.K. Vine uh, inelegantly argued that Cranky just slurred his speech. He meant grand space son. <laughs> it's like, when has Cranky ever been that? No, money down. Oh, they got the <laughs> punctuation all wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that that was what DK Fine legitimately tried to argue in 1999, and I'm sorry, I that that was stupid. <laughs> that, that was stupid, even for us. I didn't do anybody any favors making that argument, but so during this th- during this time period, uh, concurrent with Donkey Kong Country and Donkey Kong Land games coming out, as we said, you had the new looks for Donkey Kong Senior arcade era. And Donkey Kong uh-huh. Jr. arcade era, running around in Mario Sports titles, Game and Watch Gallery titles, in tandem with the modern Cranky and DK. That's that's why I, for a long time, when I first came to DK Vine, was advocating for the the Donkey Kong Country games take place after the Mario series, <laughs> like um, like after the Mario series entirely. Yeah, and then you had the the Mario versus Donkey Kong games are sort of the contemporary uh, to Mario's adventures, adventures of the grown-up junior before the Donkey Kong Country series starts. Eh. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it works if you squint. Okay. Well, I don't okay. push it so hard these days, but I was like, going to say there's been there's been so many crossovers at this point. Um 
anyway um yeah yeah it kind of falls apart around the buyout yeah um but conveniently they stopped using the old designs around the buyout right so yeah so 1999 comes around and 1999 marks the first major shift in the narratives where where things become a little bit more streamlined or at least they attempted to streamline Mm, things yeah so three days after dk vine launched august 25th 1999 lee loveday updates scribes on rareware for more on that listen to the previous episode of the conversation absolutely uh the letter wrote into scribes asking what's the deal with donkey kong being cranky's grandson was if he was supposed to be junior and i actually pulled out the letter thanks to our friend steve mccorkle from off of rare gamer he has uh, dedicated archives to scribes sand snippets for some reason steve you got to get those snippets in there but uh the letter in question reads as such. I'm only going to read the relevant paragraph because the letter then got into some other stuff. I'm a bit confused on some of the issues surrounding dynastic succession in the Donkey Kong games. If Cranky Kong was the original Donkey Kong and the current Donkey Kong is his son, is the current DK the same infant gorilla who starred in Donkey Kong Jr.? See, he referred to him as an infant there. I have also seen references to DK being Cranky's grandson. In that case, what became of the heroic Donkey Kong Jr.? Did he vanish mysteriously in order to provide a plot cliche for one of his son's future adventures? So the response from Lee was thus. As far as I know, our DK is the son of Cranky, which does indeed make him the original DK Jr. all grown up. So if you see Cranky referred to as DK's granddad anywhere, just cover your eyes and hum loudly until it goes away. Yeah, clearly someone realized they'd made a mistake at some point. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't have any evidence to support this, but I feel like there, there might have been some pressure on Rare with from Nintendo to shore up the relationships of the Kongs with Donkey Kong 64. Donkey Kong 64 is the only time you see Diddy Kong. Well, Super Smash Brothers the same year, but you know, it's 1999 is the only year you see Diddy referred to as Donkey Kong's nephew. Um, That's not the only year mm, that comes up a lot. That's a different episode. We'll talk about that later. Uh, um, but you know, you, you you had all of these like definitions uh, of the Kongs that weren't there before, and I feel like they re-examined Cranky Kong and Donkey Kong around that time. And you're like, the granddad thing is stupid. Why did we stick with that? It makes the most sense to say. Cranky Kong is his dad. We know he raised him. And mm-hmm. and it's just Junior, all all grown up. And while Donkey Kong 64 never states that, literally, that Donkey Kong is an adult Donkey Kong Jr. And we, we do know that um, Nintendo uh, proper was kind of overseeing Donkey Kong 64 a bit more than they were uh, with the hands-off development 
they kind of allowed for the Donkey Kong Country games on the previous generation. Yeah, once they saw Since Donkey we, Kong whip yeah. out a double-barreled shotgun, they are like, oh, <laughs> all right, rein it in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but in Donkey Kong 64, while they never say, hey, Donkey Kong, you the adult Donkey Kong Jr., Cranky does say that in the game, when, uh, when you first enter Cranky's lab as Donkey Kong... Well, if it isn't my lazy, good-for-nothing son. And yeah, pretty in, explicit. And the game manual, uh, in, Cranky, or in Cranky's dialogue for... Because Cranky, the Donkey Kong 64 manual is entirely written from Cranky's POV. Like, it's not mm-hmm. not even just text bubbles. The whole thing is just Cranky. Although the text bubbles are still there. <laughs> They're still there, yeah. But it's just Cranky's stream of consciousness. Lee Loveday wrote the entire thing in character as Cranky Kong. And, I uh, love this shit. Yeah. Um, so in, in Candy's biography in the DK64 manual, uh, Cranky lustfully says, That darn donkey has all the luck. It's like, damn, Cranky, your wife just died. Like, calm down, old man. Uh, His girl, Candy, waits around in her hut, always willing to offer her musical help to that undeserving son of mine and his fancy polygonal friends. Um... So there, yeah. I mean, that that was just... Yeah. That was just Lee tripling down at that point on Donkey Kong being Cranky's son. Ergo... Donkey Kong Jr. And you would think that would have settled the debate. And for a time it did. For for a brief, beautiful window in time that settled the debate. Yeah, like, we obviously had a retcon and a course correction, but it's settled now. Everything is cut and dry. We're all good, right? No. No, no. Um, the next year, um, NOJ contradicted the course correction with the uh, updated profiles of the Kong family, um, calling Super Go- Donkey Kong the original's grandchild. I think they'd carried over some of their profiles from the earlier DK94, DKC site. Um, and then the uh, Game Boy Color port of Donkey Kong Country uh, just copied the original story verbatim, keeping the, the grandfather bits. Yeah. Um you had some some confusion, I would would say, I guess. I don't know if confusion is the right word. We had Mario Tennis for the N64 come out. We've mentioned this prior, but it finally came out now in our timeline of events, uh, where you had Rare's Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. present at the same time. But I don't actually think this is an issue at all, because as we've pointed out in episodes before, uh, and there were also Baby Mario and Baby Luigi around, <laughs> right? So, and I, like, I, I, th- yeah. I think people don't tend to view Baby Mario and Baby Luigi as being on the same level as this because Baby Mario and Baby Luigi are a common occurrence, and, and people have just accepted it. And you know, what we yeah, are, whatever they're pulling them from the time stream, whatever. But Donkey Kong Jr. appearing alongside Rare's Donkey Kong is so unique. It's it's really this one instance that is portrayed in such a literal way that, that people mm-hmm. do view this as like evidence as the smoking gun of, oh, you see, 
but but okay but here's my here's my thing if your argument is that Don Kong Jr. is his father <laughs> this doesn't work either <laughs> because yeah it, it's he's still like this small kid yeah. compared to Donkey Kong um so there has to be time travel involved right yeah um i mean the the true reasons why Don Kong Jr. is there is Donkey Kong needed a doubles partner and pre-rare buyout, you know, Nintendo viewed Diddy Kong as sort of off limits when it, when it came to this kind of well, stuff. Yeah, they they have that sort of classic Japanese mentality of like, oh, this is this team's character. We don't touch them. <laughs> so when Camelot looked at Donkey Kong characters who were available to them, it was pretty much junior. I guess they could have dug up Pauline at that point, but uh, sorry, I, I I know that's uh, insensitive phrasing for you, Gibbon. <laughs> but at that point, Pauline was basically just forgotten. Like, so. yeah, this was in her her sabbatical years. So, I, like, I understand why. Oh, we need a doubles part. Like, of course, Diddy would have made the most sense, but they did have this very. Yeah. It, it was it was supposed to be a respectful. We can't touch Diddy. That's rare's baby. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's this even... was also the game they invented Waluigi for because they couldn't find anyone to pair with Wario that they were allowed or willing to touch either. Right. They so. they could have just introduced some random like tennis enthusiast Kong, some like preppy polo shirt wearing Kong. And I, I think the fans would have embraced it and accepted it. But you know, um, they, they, they pulled out DK Jr. Agassi Kong. Just remembered the classic DK Vine joke from I think Matt Corna, uh, Billy Jean Kong, <laughs> which is just a gorilla <laughs> dressed like Billy Jean King. But I think that, yeah, I think Camelot made a mistake. I have a lot of respect for Camelot. I g- generally love their games. I was like, yeah, this this is probably a mistake, but. It was a mistake that Nintendo... I don't think a mistake. Like, they'd been pulling Baby Mario and other characters. It wouldn't necessarily make sense to have contemporaneous for sports titles already. So this was just more of the same. I I guess, but it it was... Mistake or not, it was something Nintendo was willing to repeat had the buyout not actually occurred. More on that in, in just a bit. The bit being right now, so the buyout the buyout <laughs> occurs, and at that point, Nintendo has some decision making to do because Rare is no longer directly affiliated with Nintendo. Yeah, they're they're, they're st- no longer second party. They're now firmly third party and owned by someone else. In fact, yeah, they are still making Donkey Kong Country remakes for the Game Boy Advance. In fact, they got to work on that almost immediately with Donkey Kong Country uh, for the GBA, which came out in 2003. But Which, again, just copied the story from the manual verbatim. Yes. But they did restate for the record on the website for the game that Donkey Kong is actually 1982's Donkey Kong Jr. all grown up. So there it is, again, in writing. The Nintendo of Europe website. Yes, Yes. the Nintendo of Europe website. So, yeah, around this time, of course, Mario Kart Double Dash is in development, and as as we've talked about, I, th- I feel like I've talked about this quite a bit recently, 
<laughs> between this show and DK Vine Done Slow, I'm playing Mario Kart 64 right now. They're originally going to pair Donkey Kong with Donkey Kong Jr. When the buyout happened, and there all of a sudden there was no longer any niceties to be had with using Diddy Kong, it was either use him or not use him ever again. It was like, well, Rare is now owned by the competition. Let's fucking put Diddy Kong in the game because that makes more sense. And DK Jr. still exists in the game's code. You, and they actually reused his asset to be in the crowd in, uh, was it was it Waluigi Stadium, I believe? Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so you can still see. Uh, I just chalk these up to random Kongs visiting from Donkey Kong I mean, Island. Yeah, you you had multiple juniors and sort of Mook Kongs in the Game & Watch galleries already. So it wasn't a stretch to just be like, yeah, these are generic Kongs. But yeah, um, very nearly DK Jr. would have been a double dash. And I, I shudder to think what that would have done to general perceptions of this <laughs> issue going forward like like i said yeah. the buyout actually saved us from a lot of headache at the time we didn't view it like that but in retrospect yeah things would have gotten vastly more complicated and and people would have viewed donkey kong canon as oh well there's rare canon and then there's the real nintendo canon which yeah and, and that oh, would have been a God. thing yeah so anyway uh, dodged a bullet, and from there, Donkey Kong yeah. Jr. was effectively retired as a character. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine the headache. That's going on with the Metroid series right now. Well, there's the Nintendo canon, and then there's Retro's Metroid Prime stuff, which doesn't count. Is that really it's a like, thing? Oh, God. Yes, it is, and I don't want to talk about it. I thought people <laughs> liked Metroid Prime. What the hell? They do. Um, They like it a lot. Uh, for some reason, uh, they feel the need to draw a clear divide between <laughs> the Western-produced games and the Eastern-produced games. That's so I stupid. We're such a fandom's dumb. We're such a global um, community these days. We're like, fandom was a mistake. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like there is so yeah. East-West. It doesn't matter. We're all like fans and creators like united like ah they the metroid series has a bit of that like what what we thought was going on with the donkey kong country series with miyamoto there's a bit of a perception that like oh sakamoto doesn't actually like the prime games he just signs off on them and allows them to be made and has input or something i don't know um so yeah, it's dumb. So, anyway, so back to Donkey yeah, Kong. They retired yeah. Donkey Kong Jr. I mean, as, essentially, you know, he'll he'll still crop up from time to time in a retro capacity, very, very mm-hmm. poignantly portrayed as as sort of a throwback when when he's referenced. But yeah, then hey, well, Donkey Kong Jr. has been retired, but don't worry, we're going to complicate the issue even more because in yeah. 2006. We got Yoshi's Island DS, which introduced the which character of Baby Donkey Kong. Also Baby Peach and Baby Wario, but Baby Donkey Kong is the only one we care about. Um, and yeah, uh, this may seem like it confuses issues, but it actually dovetails nicely with what we were saying about uh, some of the early manga portrayals 
showing that Mario and Junior were the same age, roughly speaking. So if baby Donkey Kong is alongside the other babies, um, and he's one of the seven uh, star heroes chosen by the stars, yeah, that fits with Super Donkey Kong being a video game hero. And he's also portrayed as, you know, swinging on vines and fighting off snap jaws, which again dovetails with him being junior, just infant instead of adolescent. Yeah. So I, I don't actually think this contradicts anything. You know, I, I think a lot of people at the time tried to explain it as, Oh, this is baby cranky Kong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a really brief period of time where I thought maybe that was the case, but then I actually thought about it for a little bit and was like, nah, well, I I think it's Um, clear. Like, I think like, author intent it's very clearly supposed to be the modern donkey kong as a baby yeah and and, and yeah you know, like obviously we we do do some heavy fan wanking when necessary here at dk vine but ultimately but there's yeah ultimately i've come down on the side that no it's supposed to be baby our donkey kong and mm-hmm. honestly that doesn't really contradict too much it doesn't really contradict anything. No, really. no, I mean, like, it, you know, you're always going to have to fudge the ages of Mario and, and Donkey Kong a little bit because, but, you know, yeah, well, gorillas age differently. And blah, 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 blah. I, I, yeah, I know, I know, but I know. But it kind of all works, like you said, if you squint. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, people have always been wondering what my take on Baby Donkey Kong is, and I usually punt on the subject because i'm like oh i'll save it for later i'll save it for later and here we are season 11 of the conversation but i i will (laughs) i will state i i do think baby donkey kong is baby r donkey kong and yeah uh i i don't think that that contradicts too much so Mm -hmm. now super smash brothers brawl would come out big high profile release of course uh, kind of a victory for our fandom in that it had Diddy's Smash debut in the mm-hmm. game and, and sort of... Had Subspace Emissary, which um I believe has, Cameron has mentioned before, is probably one of the better depictions of the Diddy-Donkey dynamic, including all the Donkey Kong Country games. Honestly, I, I would say it, it is arguably the best post rare depiction of their relationship um it's spot on i mean it it is it is yeah so good it almost feels like fan fiction it it, it doesn't it's it's also just got a lot in there for dku fans like it's got diddy teaming up with fox yep it's just oh it's so good yeah just just like ultimate gave us that banjo kazooie reveal trailer (laughs) and it was just Mm -hmm. just just for us yeah we also got fox and diddy you know compatriots of tricky both (laughs) Mm -hmm. so super smash brothers brawl would sort of stoke the fires of this confusion about Cranky Kong, yeah, um, be, being uh, the the granddad yet again because, um, what do you call it with uh with, with Snake his little phone yeah, calls? Yeah, uh, he he would have he could have codec calls. Um, well, this happens in in different Smash games. Like in one of them, 
you can have Fox radio in and he'll get a rundown of the enemy from Slippy or another team member. And I think in more recent ones, Pitt can ask uh, Pelutena for some guidance on the enemy or whatever. So in this one, it's it's Snake can radio over to Otacon, his uh, sidekick, and Otacon will give him an intelligence briefing. And when he's talking about Donkey Kong, he goes, The Donkey Kong who fought the epic battle with Mario was this guy's grandfather. Right. At the time, I said, oh, well, clearly he's been given some bad intelligence. <laughs> uh, but I do like the, the rest of that codec call. I, it, it's it's pretty great. Just like, yeah, they're it's fun. like It's like, there's a gorilla wearing a tie or, or something like that. And he's like, yeah. Snake, that's Donkey Kong. Yeah, he like li- he like lives in a house. <laughs> he like you know he's like a regular person. Like, uh, get over it. Otacon's just kind of bafflement that Snake has no idea who this is. So, so at at the time, the grandfather seemed seemed like grandfather things seemed like an anomaly, right? Like a oopsie daisies, mm-hmm. or maybe they're just going off of the the pre nineteen ninety nine history, which was still floating around. But then. Retro relaunch Donkey Kong Country with Donkey Kong Country Returns. 2010. Yeah, we all heard it coming. Yeah, 2010, of course, was the grand sort of rebirth uh, uh, for the fandom where, I mean, that, that's mm. where the modern DK Vine really got its start, where it, it was our second Big Bang, right? Came back together. Um, I mean, DK Vine never went away, but we we actually came back full time. And that that's where the the staff that's still around and kicking today, Matt, Cameron, Joe, Jeff, you, yeah, and then you know, eventually going going down the years, and then the Idaho crew, and you know, but th- this is where like it all it all started anew, and so I I had to come back in, and I had to kind of take the reins again because I I gone off to LA for a bit you know I, I I was not really invested as much in the fandom for a couple of years like in, in that period between Brawl and Duncan Country Returns and so I had to reassess some things and I had to come in with a fresh perspective that break actually did me some good mentally to kind of come back in and be like alright well what's Duncan Country Returns saying and Donkey Kong Country Returns doubled down on the grandfather terminology. Yeah. Uh, however, it also re-included the line, I didn't raise you in a barn. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it was with Donkey Kong Country Returns that I specifically and DK Vine more generally um, – Still buoyed by Donkey Kong 64 and that August 25th, 1999 edition of Scribes, did finally relent on one issue and said that, yeah, okay, Cranky Kong is probably Donkey Kong's biological granddad. Because at that point, aside from 1999... And an errant reference here or there in in manga or or various international websites, it had basically been cemented since the buyout that, you know, yeah, he's his granddad. But we still Mm -hmm. argued it made the most sense 
that Donkey Kong Jr. was the current Donkey Kong because of all the references to Cranky raising him. Yeah, I should should point out that at this point, nothing had actually ever stated that he wasn't Jr. They'd all agreed that he was Jr. It was just sort of a, well, is he his son or is he his grandson? They've always um, skirted around the issue of Jr. And I think... It, it uh, well, I mean, I mean, they've either skirted around it or outright said it. I, I'm talking about in the games. I, I'm just talking oh, about in, in the, the games. games. They, yeah, they skirted yeah, around yeah. the issue, and I think it's because of how this whole issue came about with Diddy and Donkey mm-hmm. Kong Jr. and and the genesis of that, and Grandpa Kong then becoming cranky, and them having to skirt around the issue of Jr. sort of necessitated them just not bringing it up. And yeah. it, it wasn't until 1999 that Lee Loveday, like five years had passed, Lee Loveday and Rare apparently felt confident enough that they could at least say on their website, no, nah, he's junior. Like, we, we, we've we all been thinking it. We all know it. Let's just, let's just yeah. say it. And like, it had been said in Japan already. They probably could have said it a lot sooner. It just sort of like they missed their window of opportunity kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I... I I, I don't even know who it actually uh, can be attributed for this quote because, you know, you'll hear like Mark Twain or something. But, you know, uh, a lie could spread uh, around oh, yeah, the world, yeah. you know, before the the truth can put on its shoes. I don't even know what the quote is, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So generally, like once misinformation or not even misinformation, but just um sort of errant information errant uh less than coherent facts get out then then basically the narrative was always going to be debated Mm -hmm. um and this just got reinforced in 2015 when tropical freeze came out and they they reiterated the grandfather Sorry, 2014. You're right. Yeah. My no, mistake. It's, it's older than um, that. Yes. We've got the 10th anniversary yeah. of Tropical Freeze's announcement next oh, month. Oh, goodness. But yeah, it uh, it reinforced the grandfather rhetoric. Um, then uh, your your big print debut, I guess my print debut, too, since you gave me a shout out. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, and Yeah, thank you. I got an increase in traffic after that. Uh, in 2017, with the Playing with Superpower Super NES Classics book came out. Yes, that was sort of a like a was that like an, an official tie-in to the the SNES Classic, or was that just sort of a happy coincidence? It was an official tie-in because they did the mm. Playing with Power NES mm. book when the um, the mini oh, NES came out, and then they nice. they did this, and yeah, so. Basically, this book was uh, put out by Prima Games with Nintendo. Uh, yeah, had a for- licensed by Nintendo. Had a forward by uh, Reggie Fizeme, and uh, it was written by Sebastian Haley and Megan Marie, uh, two different authors. That is important. I'm not just bringing up random trivia, but uh, it argued that the modern Donkey Kong. Both was and wasn't Donkey Kong Jr. in two separate articles. Yeah, it, it, it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> because there were two different authors who each handled the different relevant articles. And this just shows how much this information was skewed online and, and, and how two authors working on the same project could be under entirely different impressions. And, and so 
Okay, so I'm going to read this verbatim. I've got the book right here, actually. I've got several copies of the book because, of course, uh, DK Vine is in it. But um, the Super Mario Kart article, multiple page article on Super Mario Kart, but they've got a lot of um, rundowns and, and trivia and factoids. And in the Factoid section, and if you have the book, I either physically or as a PDF, you can turn to page 112 and follow along at home. Factoid number 11, the DK lineage. Super Mario Kart is the only Mario Kart game to feature Donkey Kong Jr., which, which was true in 2017. Due to the success of Donkey Kong Country, all future Mario Kart entries featured Donkey Kong, who is actually Donkey Kong Jr.'s son, with Cranky Kong, aka Donkey Kong Sr., canonically being the character featured in the original Donkey Kong game. Makes sense, right? No. no <laughs> so it doesn't. But but this is I, I I would argue, given that around 2017, and even today. This is the most common take you will see online in articles. Um, I believe it's also the take uh, stated on the Donkey Kong wiki, which is probably where this person looked up their info, which I is a constant headache to me because I'll get people coming into the the uh, the not paid discord and asking about things like the great ape war now, which the donkey Kong wiki still refuses to take down. I I've had harsh uh. words on the donkey Kong wiki in the past. And I still stand by a lot of what I've said to be fair. I do know that there are people working for the donkey Kong wiki, trying to clean up the wiki's act and who are ashamed and embarrassed by stuff like the great ape war. So there is sort of a civil war going on at the donkey Kong way, a great well, ape war, if you will. But, yeah. um, um, yes, super Mario wiki is a lot more tactful when it comes to this situation now. Yeah. Well, that's run by one of our community members. Well, no, it, he stepped down. Actually, it was being run by one of our community members. We're still friendly. <laughs> so, We're still friendly with super Mario. Yeah, wiki. Yeah. So, but I, I will say that, that the uh, actual page on Donkey Kong Jr. needs to be amended because they do source this article from Playing With Superpower. They do not source uh. the next article from Playing With Superpower, which completely flies in the face of this article. Now, this is the section for Donkey Kong Country. Under the characters um, subcategory, page 192, Donkey Kong. Uh... As the marketing noted, this isn't your father's Donkey Kong. He is, in fact, Donkey Kong Jr., all grown up. For a 16-bit revival, Donkey Kong was redesigned with his original creator Shigeru Miyamoto providing Rare with a sketch that included the now-iconic red tie. Mr. Miyamoto also suggested Donkey Kong's ape-inspired Hand slap move, which allowed him to defeat nearby enemies and reveal certain secrets. Rare was able to implement the move just weeks before the deadline for the game. All of that is kind of tangential, but I wanted to read the whole thing just to give you the, the whole flavor of it. Mm -hmm. So you would think that this would be just as um, valid an argument as the other article. But I only ever see the other article 
sourced and brought up in this discourse. So I, I do want to share a personal uh, little memento from this time period, if if I may. So uh, as I mentioned, you know, DK Vine had a, a lovely little um, role to play in this book. When I say role to play, I mean we were spotlighted in the book. We got a two-page spread, in fact, on... Uh, the website and sort of we were in there because we are the longest standing Donkey Kong country website on the internet. And we're, we're passionate advocates for the game and the series. And so they, they spotlighted several fans who have like stayed true to several of the games in the, the SNES classic. Right. And Donkey Kong Country, we we got the nod for that. And there's also a lot of like great fan artwork in there near the back. But we got a two-page spread, and uh, there's a little interview with me in there. And I gave you a shout-out, DK Girder. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks much. Yeah, I mentioned, um, not by name, but I mentioned Adam and Andrew, who are now part of the Idaho crew, um, just because they met via DK Vine. I was like, you know, this is, you know, it's kind of cool that our site has has played such a big role in people's lives. And... Anyway, I, I, on our own forum, which, uh, you know, you eventually took over um, around this time or a little bit after. Uh, it was that year, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I saw the argument that this secondary article where it said that our Donkey Kong was a grown-up Donkey Kong Jr. was invalid due to DK Vine's involvement with the book. Um because that we we must have gotten our hands on the copy or influenced the editorial oversight and rewrote Donkey Kong's section, which meant it was unofficial. It didn't count. <laughs> talk talk about moving goalposts, right? Like, yeah. oh, you tainted the jury pool, DK. That's by. just <laughs> uprooting the post and hucking it out of the field. And I was just oh. like, I can't win. I can't like like. <laughs> It, it does. It doesn't matter what arguments are made. People always find justification for their own beliefs. And this was kind of this was 2017, so this was uh, in the air already. But this is a precursor to things to come, surely. But yeah, yeah. look, I, can I just say on the record, I did not have any involvement with this book other than this interview. I provided a snapshot of her website, gave a little bit of background. That's all. I was confined to those two pages. I did not get my hands <laughs> yeah. on the advanced reader copy and scribble things out and like none of that. But I, I did. Yeah. I, I, I am flattered that you think I wield so much power that damn DK vine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Re- regardless of how this shook out, this is the first and so far only official source to say that, the modern Donkey Kong is Junior's son, uh, even if it does say differently elsewhere in the same book. <laughs> right, right. It, it basically cancels each other out, but for whatever reason, people never get as far as the Donkey Kong Country section, which which means they never get to the DK Vine spread, which you're missing out. I Look, you could still find this book you sold uh it's a nice book too nice it's a very nice book yeah so i i would recommend buying a copy uh i i think i don't think they publish it anymore and we're not just saying that because we're both in it yeah um 
but I, I would recommend finding it on, you know, used book sites or eBay or what have you. Or I, I think you might still be able to buy it digitally. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, check it out. Playing with superpower. So, um, 2020, pretty bleak year, all things considered. But this came up yet again. And you, yeah, did. you were on this episode when... I was. I got, like hate mail about this (laughs) (laughs) you did did. when donkey kong jr was added to the mobile mario kart tour now when i say donkey kong jr was added to mario kart tour let me preface this by saying that when i said they retired donkey kong jr this does not nullify that statement they brought donkey kong jr back in a really clever way that allowed them yeah. to use him without it raising these tricky continuity questions. Or so they thought. Well, um, so, so yeah, they, so, yeah, they, they brought I'll him back ahead. with, um, uh, a variant. Cause, cause Mario Kart tour is all about the variants, right? Our, our go-to yeah. joke is Luigi with the big sausage, Um, but but they've got all sorts of wacky variants for a lot of cast and they introduced two variants in this tour in 2020 where you could get mario parentheses snes and he's uh, a 16-bit sprite of mario from the original super mario kart yeah and it was the same thing with Donkey Kong Jr. Now, what would you get so, yeah, hate mail he, over? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's he's specifically Donkey Kong Jr. parentheses SNES close parentheses. Yeah. Um, now, like we just said with Mario, this implies that he's a variant of someone else, and um, unless he is unique among the cast. And the first character added as a variant before his base version has been added to the game because no non-variant Donkey Kong Jr. has been added to the game as of the time of this recording. This implies that he's a variant of someone else already on the roster, which, if you've been following along, is... The modern Donkey Kong. <laughs> it, it's the most likely and explanation, that's, yeah. that's not explicitly stated. That's no. just me reasoning out based on how every other character in the game works. Yeah. And I, I explained this during that episode of the conversation. And I think I got um, on the forum in the YouTube comments and on Twitter like four or five different people coming out of the weeds to attack me over that statement. Well, Oh man. I will say it has been almost three years since they've still not added a base version of Donkey Kong Jr. So I would say it's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you never know, but I, I I really do think looking at the way they have treated Junior since 2003, I don't think it's happening. I, I think the character is uh-huh. effectively retired, except when they can bring him back as sort of this retro sprite. Same thing they do with the original version 
of Donkey Kong Senior. They, yeah, they don't use the like DK ninety. They, uh, mm-hmm. they don't use the DK ninety four version anymore. They use an uh, an eight bit sprite representation. Yeah, like in Super Mario Maker with all the various uh, mystery mushroom costumes, or in the the NES Remix series they had going Super on. Super Mario in Odyssey. Yeah, Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing. Yeah, so... Which brings us to 2023 yep. and the new movie. The whole reason we're doing this episode, honestly. So, yeah. the movie, I feel very smartly. I feel like this is one of the smartest decisions the screenplay had baked into it. They cut out all of this nonsense that dates back to Grandpa Kong. And they just said, mm-hmm. no, Cranky is his dad. And it, it's smart because it allows that parallel between the daddy issues they gave Mario in the movie, mm-hmm. which I feel like was an invention for the movie. I, I'm not really familiar with any daddy issues in any other media prior to this. Um but they they allow that to be the thing that bonds Mario and Donkey Kong. That kind of aha moment. Oh, we're not so um, dissimilar, dissimilar, you and I, you know. Um, we're still going to fight all the time. Yeah. But we understand we each understand other. We understand each other. And, and that that was whole... The, the whole thing with Donkey Kong's storyline was earning, Donkey, or earning Cranky Kong, Donkey Kong Sr., I guess earning his approval and, you know, not being such a, it was kind of a very abridged version of Donkey Kong Country, you know, not being such a lackadaisical slack ass and actually, you know, owning the responsibility that comes with being the heir to, in the game's case, Donkey Kong Island, in the movie's case, the Jungle Kingdom. But, you know, it, it, I mean, those could still be one and the same. Like in Mario Odyssey, you have, uh, uh, New Donk City, which is also the Metro Kingdom. Okay, that's another so, argument, though. What, what, let's stick to one topic. Okay, okay. yep, yep, okay. you're right, you're right. So, um, anyway, but, like, I, as I said on our massive four-hour live uh, roundtable episode for the Super Mario Brothers movie, I felt it was the truest portrayal of the donking cranky relationship that I've seen outside yeah. of the games. Mm-hmm. It's great. I love it. And that's why I gave the movie uh, such a high grade in my review when I wasn't impressed with the screenplay. Because ultimately they got Donkey and Cranky right. And that impressed me enough that I was won over. So. Yeah. So what's the upshot to all of this? Gibbon, we've gone over all of the evidence. We've, we've gone over the history that often eats itself just just contradicts left and right, and sometimes doesn't. But you know, I I th- I I've I've maintained since 2010 that the easiest and simplest and most elegant solution, taking everything into account, is that Donkey Kong is Cranky's grandson, but Cranky raised him as a son. Agreed. And, and and I think if we're if we're to take everything portrayed in the games as canon, that's the only way, the only reasonable solution you can come up with. So 
that that would mean that there is a missing generation, but that missing generation would not, from our perspective, be junior. Yeah, like like the older website said, he passed on the Donkey Kong title to his grandson, so the missing generation wouldn't be junior uh, if they do exist. So yeah, um, and I, I I honestly I think the grandson who raised or who was raised by his grandfather as a son works well. Um, you can kind of hand like it's an it's a nice explanation that fits with everything without being too contradictory um obviously he'd, he'd call him papa when he's younger and then maybe start adopting more like oh granddad uh there's a younger generation around now uh with like diddy and dixie and kitty and it's common in real life for parents to like for people to call their own parents like grandpa and grandma when there's they've got kids themselves because that's what the kids are calling them and you you know you just kind of pick that up and adopt that because you don't want to confuse the kids or or like and it's like or or like when uh Ronald Reagan would call his wife mommy I'll have to take your word for that well uh mommy but yeah like the like it's it's yeah it's a little bit of a hand wave but it's a hand wave that works with everything yeah doesn't really contradict anything is nice and and fits with basically everything we've pre- presented except for that one bit of the playing with superpower book <laughs> right right which again it's it's outside media written by two authors yes licensed by Nintendo but we got DK Vine in there I mean how good could it be. Mm. yeah bunch of hacks those dk line folks we've got some calls given brace yourself here comes the hate mail uh no oh lord okay except this time they're yelling at you to your to your face oh man the first caller is spread out across the first two calls so we're gonna play those back to back why don't we go ahead and play them right now Hi all. Gibbon, I hope you both are doing great. This is Traveler of the Stars, by the way. Hi all. did you do something new with your hair? You look amazing. You look radiant. Dare I say, Gibbon, you look stellar as always. Um, all right, so to get down to brass tacks, uh, I don't actually have much to say on this. Um, I'll just say growing up, uh, I always just assumed Cranky Kong was, um, you know, the rare Donkey Kong, the DKC Donkey Kong's dad, because it was just like the simplest thing growing up. Like I grew up with returns, I was like, oh, I guess it's Frankie Kong's his dad, or whatever. And then whenever I saw DK Junior, I was like, I guess it's like baby Donkey Kong, or I guess like a teenage Donkey Kong, like whatever. But then there was baby Donkey Kong, uh, which I got exposed to in Super Sluggers, and I played Yoshi's Island DS, so. Uh, I don't mean to throw a giant baby Donkey Kong wrench in your discussion if you haven't brought him up yet or are going to, but Kyle, when are you going to untangle those weeds? I, I am anxious to know. That and the new Donk City, Big Ape City. The, those are like the two conversation topics or conversation topics, excuse me, that I'm most excited to, um, hear about because I can imagine how much of a mental shutdown <laughs> that that like 
impresses upon you or like the topics like bring to you. So anyway, looking forward to hearing you guys talk about the subject. And uh, yeah, have a good one. Hey, sorry, Travel of the Stars again. Really quick question. Kyle, what was your reaction when you saw Baby DK for the first time or heard of its existence? Like, you know, people remember or, like, ask, like, oh, you know where you were when 9-11 happened. Or I guess, like, to make it more relevant to you when, like, Cable got announced for Smash or when DKC Returns got announced. Like, what was your reaction? Because normally, you know, you talk about how, like, DKU lore just kind of all naturally falls into place. And I think you can still kind of, like, you know, baby DK is, like, the the earliest DK, then DK Jr. is, like, teenage, or I don't know how you rationalize that, but just I just want to know your your reaction, if you remember it at all. Okay, see ya. <laughs> uh, thank you for the calls, Traveler of the Stars. Yeah, thanks for saying we look radiant. Yeah, uh, also... I, I like how you brought up 9-11 and you're like, oh, no, to, to make it more meaningful to you, Heil, uh, K-Roll and Smash. It's like, <laughs> dude, that 9-11 was pretty traumatic for me, too. Like, it didn't personally impact anybody I know, but, like, it was still a frightening yeah. time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we already talked about Baby Donkey Kong, though. Yeah, so. I, I, I feel like we, we've kind of actually, like, for the first time really started to untangle that traveler. And, and I don't know if this is really the place to get into the, like all the minutia of Yoshi's Island DS. Uh, I, I feel like we started to actually touch upon it on the Gib Cribs episode for Donkey Kong's Treehouse that Dustin and I did last season, where we did bring up the intro to that game and, and Donkey Kong being taken from this, this early treehouse, perhaps the, the, first home of cranky and wrinkly back in the day before they moved into mm-hmm. the cabin um but uh, we, we've started to broach it. It, it baby steps appropriately right baby steps but uh, yeah i think that yeah what you just said is pretty much what we said that yeah baby donkey kong is the earliest donkey kong and then you got donkey kong jr then adult donkey kong i, I think that is the simplest cleanest way to look at it um, there, there's been some rumors out there that maybe Baby Donkey Kong will come back in Mario Kart Tour. I don't know. Are they still adding new characters to Tour now that it's gone into, like, non-premium mode? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, huh. they're, oh, well, okay. mostly me costumes, but they are adding new characters every so often. They added Poochie. Huh. They added Poochie the other, oh, uh, Wow, yeah. okay. So, um, and, and mm, there is, yeah, there, are, happen, there are some then, data miners that, that, think they they've stumbled upon baby donkey kong as a future addition we will see interesting we'll do an episode about it if that comes to pass and maybe you'll get some of your uh itches scratched then traveler but (laughs) as for new donk and big ape and new york they're all the same city that's all we're gonna say i disagree but we'll okay see see this is why we (laughs) this is why we can't discuss this on the same episode because we will fight we will yeah it's fine. <laughs> I, I I have an opinion that is formed about Big Ape and New Donk and in, in your view, New York, but I will table that until Gibbon is far away yeah. from me so I do not get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've gotta I've gotta watch out for my own safety here. 
what were what were your thoughts upon finding out about baby Donkey Kong's existence, Heil? I remember it was twenty two thousand six, right? So I I I had a pretty thick callus forming around this time of just expecting the worst because this was the <laughs> this this was the the low ebbs of the buyout era ennui that that it set in with the um, fan community DK Vine in particular where you know we there there's all of this anti Donkey Kong Country stigma in the air and you know I, I I've I've rationalized or at least tried to explain where our headspace was at the time I don't agree with it nowadays but it was fueled by a lot of bullshit out there mostly spurred on by that mistranslated interview yep. for Jungle Beat that we didn't know was mistranslated and you know had we had the foresight to get somebody else to translate it we would have but we just trusted IGN was a reputable source that would run this uh this interview uh you know beyond just good faith but mm-hmm. basically yeah. it, it spun the decision to not include any returning character sans Donkey Kong as this nefarious not even nefarious but the Donkey Kong Country characters stink. Uh, they're outdated. Uh, we're, we're going with fresher takes. And and that was just like the the battle cry for any Donkey Kong Country fan at the time where it was like, okay, it's war then, you know? And, and yeah. it, it was completely wrong. That's not what he was saying at all. But unfortunately but that's what was fueling the rhetoric and and all of the as we already established um previous episodes and previous productions of dk vine be it streams or what have you the discourse was so toxic around the time because all of these like gen xers had taken over these video game magazines with this like they they didn't come of age in the era of Donkey Country. They looked down on Donkey Country. So it was there there's this great piece of fan artwork that Cameron did of Cranky Kong writing penning one of these anti Donkey Country screeds around this time. <laughs> and it's it's on our fan artwork gallery and I loved it and I still love it because it just sums up the attitude around this time. But basically it, it's just what any I think fandom that has a lull at any point has to go through this generational churnover where uh what 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 was hot is no longer the new hot thing and so, like, so, some franchises don't have to worry about this, where they you just have continuous releases and it maintains this level of popularity like Pokemon. But Donkey Kong Country had this space from the early aughts to 2010 where we were on the defensive and we viewed everything suspiciously and we thought Nintendo was antagonized us. This was the same time we were getting the Payon games and... All, all of this really great stuff, but because this interview was in our heads and because the 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 online arguments were so toxic, we we just viewed everything as they're out to get us, they're out to get us. And so we viewed Baby Donkey Kong as well, just one more thing. What mm-hmm. and, and so that that it was just basically like, Yeah, tell me about it. It's just like Mondays, am I right? But <laughs> as I have 
looked in that mirror every morning and said, I'm going to be a better person today than I was yesterday. I, I view Donkey Kong, uh, baby Donkey Kong, that is, pretty much um, agnostically now, where it's just like, yeah, not my favorite design or, or even concept. I, I've never been about baby characters in general, but... I'm fine with it at this point. It's part of the history. It's part of the tapestry. It is what it is. Yoshi's Island DS isn't a great Yoshi's Island game. But I, 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 you know, I wouldn't say I would... If I go back and change, like, a very limited amount of things, that is not something I would probably bother with. It happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. Me personally, I you know me, I'm optimistic and I love everything. So I <laughs> okay. fucking loved the game. Maybe this um, was the case. Was... Maybe this was the case <laughs> 10 years ago. We've kind of flip-flopped a little bit here. That's true. Um I I think still in general when new games come out, I I go in with a yeah, this is great attitude and then am kind of flabbergasted that people don't share my enthusiasm. Um, and that's that. That was the case then. It's the case now. <laughs> Whereas um, I tr- just try to view the good in everything first before dwelling on the negatives. I often don't dwell on that. I acknowledge the negatives. I make note of them. I like my. I am a professional game developer and designer. Yeah. Um. So like, I can't not see the negatives. I just don't get hung up on them. I'm like, oh yeah, this is what it did wrong this is what it did right i enjoyed the experience therefore in my book it's a good thing yeah sure. uh moving on to the next thing sure. no use getting worked up about sure. it but yeah anyway i think we have another call yeah thank you for the calls traveler of the stars let's go ahead and play this third call hello i was uh i was a little bit interested in this con into in this uh conversation around um around the real identity of Cranky Kong as it relates to Donkey Kong. Uh, quickly, just from my opinion, I think, you know, whether or not Cranky is uh, Donkey Kong's grandfather or uh, just his father, he's Donkey Kong's father figure, and that's what matters. That's the role that he plays in the games. Although it seems like, uh, just like with Mart, it seems like the Marvel exception is, yes, Cranky Kong is meant to be Donkey Kong's fa- uh, grandfather in the games. What I would like to talk about is... Uh, is how this relates to Donkey Kong Jr. We've probably talked a little bit about the confusion surrounding whether Donkey Kong really is Donkey Kong Jr., whether it's the same person. And I'd just like to, uh, I'd like to put out there that I wonder how this, uh, attitude has shifted with the Nintendo given, um, just the weird, like, ways Donkey Kong Jr. may have been, like, portrayed in the past. Uh, like, for example, uh, the original design for Day Kong was supposed to be a reimagination of Donkey Kong Jr. before it was ultimately changed to Day after, you know, meeting opposition. Uh, from the, uh, from Nintendo, uh, Donkey Kong, Kong Jr. was slotted in as Donkey Kong's, uh, partner in Mario Tennis, and the same thing was meant, I believe, for Mario Kart Double Dash, uh, before the Rare buyout, in which case it was switched to Diddy Kong. So, basically, I just wonder, um, whether, whether, um, when Nintendo was initially planning to make Donkey Kong Jr., um, be Donkey Kong's accompaniment for all the Mario sports games, uh, whether that was meant to be like a Dave Mario time travel situation or just really cementing that these are meant to be different characters. Uh, e- uh, even though uh, today, yes, I think it's uh, pretty crystal clear that they are meant to be the same, uh, meant to be the same character, although that may not have been the case always. 
Thank you for taking the call. Well, thank you for the call. So, you know, I, I really can't speak to what Nintendo's philosophy was circa 2000 and 2003 when they were toying with, you know, putting Donkey Kong Jr. as, as Donkey Kong's partner where applicable in, in these Mario side games. But uh, I, I don't even know if they were really, really caring or, or thinking about it. Like the, the way Camelot actually kind of portrayed it in Mario Tennis visually the way donkey kong would hug him donkey kong jr that is it almost seemed like they were portraying them as father and son and maybe they were just ignoring the ignoring like what was happening with donkey kong country yeah that's that's sort of fed into my earlier sort of reasoning uh back in the day of like oh the donkey kong country games take place after all the mario stuff so this would be donkey kong senior and donkey kong jr in Mario Tennis for the Nintendo 64. Because, um, like, the Mario vs. Donkey Kong games hadn't started up by that point, and it was around that period of later Nintendo 64 and going into the GameCube that they'd started homogenizing designs. So, like, originally, Baby Bowser and Bowser Jr. had very different looks, but um, when you got into, like, the later GameCube era, for instance... Um, and they were showing up in like the Yoshi's Island games and Mario spinoffs, their designs got homogenized. And this was around the same time they started using Rare's DK look in everything, um, which they started doing like partway through Game & Watch Gallery 4 development. So just like, yeah, this is an early example of that design homogenization. And it's just senior and junior was my reasoning at the time. But I think, yeah, you could view it that way. You could view it as time travel because, again, Baby Mario's there, too. Uh, but ultimately, these spinoff games often just bring off, bring back duplicate characters and say they're new characters. Like, these are also the side games that brought back Dry Bowser and said, oh, this is Bowser's cousin right. because we have Dry Bowser and Bowser here at the same time. Right. There's a whole lot of time travel involved. It's like, all right, all right. Well, we're, we're gonna get Luigi from Tuesday when he had a bratwurst. Uh, you know, <laughs> just you, you got to just kind of hand wave away all of it. I think time travel is the easiest solution. Like, oh, they just plucked a younger version of Donkey Kong or, Going, or a figure from Donkey Kong's yeah. past, if you don't want to believe that mm -hmm. from the past. I mean, it's it's the only way to really square it yeah. away. Luckily, Mario Tennis, and I guess mario kart tour now are the only ones where you really have to deal with that going back to manga again for a second in the collected version of those donkey kong um storylines to fill out the second volume a bit they collected the immediate following storyline as well which was peach collecting different iterations of mario from each of the games and sending them all against bowser at once so like this is this is just a thing that happens in this universe. So yeah, and, and as far as what Nintendo thinks now, again, I I I don't really know. Uh, I I don't have any contacts Nintendo out of Japan, but I would be surprised. I feel like they've been skirting around the issue of Donkey Kong Jr. for twenty years. Uh, now that we know that Donkey Kong is being managed internally a little bit more strongly 
than than he was for the 20 years between the rare buyout and now. And, you know, Miyamoto is a little bit more hands-on with the franchise. And the movie portrayed them as father and son. I I wouldn't be surprised if that was the portrayal we will see in the games going forward. Yeah, I fully expect that to be the byline. I know there's a lot of people already going like, yeah, but it's the movie. It's not the games. It doesn't count. And I've already made my views on that sort of thing clear. Well, look, but it's like we, we have opposing views on that, but I will agree that any like any major revision made for the movie would not get through without the approval of Nintendo yeah, and Miyamoto. And and because that's the the relationship of characters they prevented presented on the big screen to I think it's gone up to like the third highest grossing animated film of all time at this point. Um it would be silly of them to turn around and put out a game that had a different, more complicated relationship at play. Yeah. And so that will will they come out and say, yeah, he's DK Jr. I don't know. You know, they, they they've avoided the issue in the game since 1994, but I could see Miyamoto coming around to it. He's he's already embraced Cranky Kong, so I I could see him being like, yeah, I relent. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know though. I I I don't know, but I I do think. Going forward, we'll probably have Cranky and Donkey portrayed as father and son and let the chips fall where they may. But, you know, people do seem to get hung up on these, like, I don't know, biological measuring sticks of parenting. Like, Yeah, like, personally, I think it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Like, I think, like I said at the beginning of the this episode... This is this is two separate things that are kind of intertwined. It's the son grandson thing and it's the junior not junior thing. And I've made my stance pretty clear that like yeah, he's junior. Um they've either skirted around the issue and not said or they've come out and said it explicitly in various like supplemental media. Um and aside from one thing pretty much everything goes with him being junior so the only really contradictory issue is whether he's son or grandson and ultimately it doesn't matter their their relationship is clear how they're actually related biologically i don't think it matters (laughs) so i think the easiest explanation like we said is yeah he's grandson raised as a son as our last caller there put it at the beginning which really gets to the heart of the matter it it does not matter who sired the current donkey kong cranky Mm. kong raised him cranky kong is his dad the end of story like i i i i think like people get so hung up on what vagina donkey kong crawled out of that they're not yeah. looking at the emotional core of the relationship between the characters. As Yondu says, he may be your father, but he's not your daddy. Exactly. Exactly. Um. <laughs> so, uh, another Chris Pratt movie. There you go. Um, Chris <laughs> Pratt has the daddy issues. Come to the theater. So, I, I, I think that, you know, the last thing I'll say about Duncan Jr. 
because I know you're done with it. But <laughs> if you are a fan of Donkey Kong Jr., I I don't understand wanting him to be separate from the adult Donkey Kong because then something fucked up happened to Donkey Kong Jr., which I don't want. I, I still have great affinity for Donkey Kong Jr. Yes, Diddy Kong has surpassed him as my favorite character. Ironic, considering mm-hmm. how aghast I was at Diddy back <laughs> in 1994. But that's why you should give everything a chance. Why you shouldn't just dismiss something um, sight unseen. But look, I, either uh, Donkey Kong... If, if Donkey Kong Jr. did father the current Donkey Kong, then... Uh, then he either died, he he's disappeared, or he uh, went out for a pack of smokes and never came back. And uh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, there there can be a missing generation where any one of those things happened. Sure. Um, but again, we need to just look at the heart of the characters, the the emotional truth of the characters, and that's that cranky Kong canonically referenced raising Donkey Kong from the outset, from Donkey Kong Country. He's always been his father more than a grandfather. The grandfather thing is just a holdover from Grandpa Kong, and it's not really how the characters would actually go on to be portrayed. So, I think Donkey Kong always trying to win his dad's approval is the harder the relationship. That's why I dug it in the movie so much. And... Mm -hmm. They got that right. I think that's what we're going to see in the next Donkey Kong game. I I think that's what we're going to see in the franchise going forward. So, in conclusion, long story short, Cranky Kong raised Donkey Kong. They view each other as father and son. And, you know, our stance, DK Vine's stance... Will will still be that there's a missing generation because yeah they made so many references to Cranky being a grandfather to Donkey Kong that I don't feel comfortable just dismissing the entire um, history of that as I was in 1999 when there was a lot less to to mm-hmm. to ignore to hum loudly as Lee Loveday said, yeah. but you know. My opinion, your opinion, DK Vine's opinion is that the cleanest, simplest solution is that DK's DK Jr. Donkey Kong Country Games retconned it that DK Jr. was DK Sr.'s biological grandson. And so, yeah, and, and that means the missing generation is a character we've never seen, nor heard about, nor care about. So any dark fate that befell them doesn't really matter. Yep. And now that that's all out of the way, we can go to the other familial relationship that you've been avoiding for years, Heil, and we can get to all the clear and present evidence that Diddy is, in fact, DK's nephew. We're done here. This has been a File 2 production. Terrico.